Welcome to Life in Progress. So Tia and I recorded this episode Saturday night. Um, so we were talking about the embryos that we created. And this morning we got the results that we got one more embryo, making it five total. So um, just wanted to give you guys a heads up. The episode you're about to listen to um, is actually dated now. Um, we have... Um, more exciting news and currently we have five little embryos so i just wanted to make that quick little edit um regarding this episode but enjoy the show Welcome to Life in Progress. I am your host, Solomon Ray. And I am Tia. On this episode, we dive into the ups and downs of our entrepreneurial journey and what it takes to be your own boss. But first, we update you about our embryos and how they've progressed and grown over this past week. And we find out what made me say this. Like, now this is horrible mm -hmm. for me saying this, but because he's Cuban, mm -hmm. I just want to know what the dick looked like. That's you know what I'm so saying? Funny. That's so... We also get back to our high note and low note of the week. Now let's get into the show. And welcome to the show. Hey. Um, hey, everybody. We're Hopefully back. I sound better. Yeah, I know. Because I, I bought a new mic, so... They were not enjoying <sighs> the sound quality. They was eating me up. <sighs> And honestly, rightfully so, because it was imbalanced. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, the mic we had, we bought Shure mics. My Shure mic is the one I've always used for the last few years, even for the Solomon Ray podcast. That's the most expensive mic. That's like a $1,000 mic. Yeah. So I was like, oh, you know, trying to save a couple of dollars. I said, let me just get, I think these mics were like 250 or something like that. Yeah. So I was like, let me just get this. It's the same shit. It's right. still a Shure, you know, it's still like a pot, whatever. Right. But because it's so cheap, <laughs> it's compressed very high. So people who are not very familiar with um, sound engineering, I was a sound engineer for like literally 15 years. Um, high compressed sound sounds louder, mm -hmm. but it's not always better. Yeah. So you were sounding very loud and people, I guess, enjoyed that. Yeah. And Which is crazy because when we talk, like if you're in oh my God, yeah. our physical presence, you are so much louder than me. Yeah. I'm very quiet. It's so nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm very loud. But yeah. Um, so when I would hear it back, it would be so hard for me to mix it because I love the way I sound. Like it's yeah. such a good velvety. Yep smooth to me you know it sounds the same to me yeah i, but I this, love the way it sounds show. crunchy but y'all want it crunchy so, so you get crunchy, get crunch. mm -hmm. so crunch, welcome crunch. to the show <laughs> welcome to this crunchy ass show <laughs> life is really progressing oh man life is kicking our asses right now <laughs> oh, Jesus. it is literally like 9 30 uh, and we're starting this podcast yeah crazy yeah I See, came over early, like, oh, we're gonna <laughs> knock this out. Like, no, no. <laughs> like, I normally record the Solomon Ray podcast around this time, mm -hmm. but lately, in the last like two, three weeks, me waking up around eight, yeah, or so in the morning, yeah, I've just been wiped out by like six thirty, seven. Yeah. Like, I'm like, uh, uh, put a fork in it. I'm done. Right. right. Now I feel like how, I know how the girls feel <laughs> yeah. when the girls be like, after five o'clock, I'm tired. Right. 
I used to go to the gym at 9.30. That's crazy. I couldn't imagine. That was my plan today. I was like, okay, I'll head over to his house around two something. We'll record, knock some orders out. I'll leave. Maybe I'll hit the gym and then go to bed. Nope. <laughs> I'm yeah. going home and falling into the bed. Yeah. And <laughs> we're done. Yeah. Like, I haven't been, I mean, I've, I've been going to the gym, but like, it's not been what it used to be for me. Yeah. And I just feel like this... And I don't know what it is. Okay, so now clearly we're doing our check-in. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> um, I think it's just, I have no idea what exactly is just pushing me mm-hmm. to this limit. Because mm-hmm. I'm used to overworking myself. I'm used yes. to all these things. But it's yes. something about the last few months is I've been not on edge, but I've just been like, mm-hmm. like frazzled, not frazzled, but... It's baby Born. stress, I think, because this isn't a component of your life that's ever been around, you yeah. know? So you've got the, like, just the the logistical stress, the emotional yeah. stress, even good stress is still stress, and your yeah. body, you know, processes it, processes it all the same way. And so I think your normal life and your normal schedule with that added to it, it's a lot. Yeah. And I think it's, it's too. crazy. You mentioned like it processes the same way. Your mm-hmm. body doesn't know. Yeah. But even like the emotional stress, like even like good str- like emotions, but like even, um, even yesterday, like I, you know, getting the news um of like our embryos and stuff. I was just mm-hmm. like, just going through so much. Yeah. And I just I think my mind would not let up off of it. Yeah. I thought about it all day long. I was just yeah. thinking about numbers yeah. all day long. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think I just, I think, like, I, I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but I feel like <laughs> it's it's not getting to me, but I'm now starting to feel like, to understand what it means when people say, like, I'm very stressed or I'm very going, I'm like, yeah. I need a mental break to calm down or, like, uh-huh. pull myself out. Like, I'm getting it now. Yeah. I totally get it. You're feeling like a mortal now. I am. Because I really just felt like I was just, I could conquer it all. Yeah. Yeah. But it is definitely kicking me in my ass and kind of reflecting like, all right, bitch, Mm -hmm. you really want to be a dad? You really want to be a single dad this time next year? Then you need to really start figuring out ways to build out the infrastructure for your businesses. Yes. So you do have a moment to pull back. Yes. Because I think that's what it is, is I'm just doing everything. I'm doing my orders. I'm doing it all. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of hitting a wall. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you have to learn how to like compartmentalize and like manage the stress. That's really important. As more, like I'm just used to like, just add, I'll I'll push through, add on more. I'm Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah. But That's me um, checking in with you. It's been a good week. It was a busy week. I feel like I say that every week, though. No, but I feel like it has been busy for you because yeah. I haven't heard, like, I'm normally, we talk all day long. Yeah. And we still do talk all day long. But it's But it'll be like six hours. I'm like, yeah, I yeah. got nothing. I know, I know. And I'll, yeah. like, get in bed and be like, oh, my God, I didn't text you back. You just yeah. like, three. So some clearly it's been, you've been busy. <laughs> yes, yeah. So the, there was just, like, like, a lot going on at the girls' school. It's funny because um, two of her 
little classmates, they're twins. They go to gymnastics with Lola on Saturday mornings. And so are they real twins? I mean, not real twins. <laughs> like, are they IVF twins or like, you know, their their parents are older. So I think they are. I don't know for sure, but I think they are. I've never seen. Are they real twins? <laughs> Are they organic? Are they organic twins? No, because like, GMO? I look at twins so differently now. Like, yeah, I yeah. think like, oh, this is just, that's, you know, yeah. very rare. Right. But in the IVF world, like, it's kind of like A people thing. do this so much. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I guess I, if they're older. Yeah. I think they, I think that they are um, IVF, IVF twins. Um, but yeah, I saw their, I saw their dad today and we were talking. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... <laughs> We were laughing about how, like, private schools, they have so much money that they can, like, do extra shit. So, like, every holiday season, there's just so much extra shit. Like, <laughs> so many more assemblies, so many more class parties, so many more activities, so many more crafts. Like, and we have to, like, there's always an email about a sign-up sheet and a volunteer opportunity and a send $20 for this. And it's like, come on. Like, can they just go to school? And right. Like, let me just send these kids to school and pick them up when it's time. But I was at the school on Thursday for Lola's, um, her little Thanksgiving play, assembly, whatever thing, where they sang and did their skits. And then the very next day, um... I had to come back for, it was grandparents' day, but I got roped into volunteering. <laughs> yeah, but I it was like for, you're always volunteering. I am, I am. But it was for Lily's class this time. And in fourth grade, there's really like no in-class volunteering. So oh. I tried it. Yeah. So I finally got the opportunity to, you know, hop into her class for a minute. So I took it. So I was there Friday doing all that and you know it was a bunch of people on campus because it was a bunch of grandparents and stuff and so it was just very busy physically busy mentally emotionally busy and um Tuesday I think it was yeah Tuesday the day after we we recorded last week's podcast it was the one day I didn't really have to be anywhere and do anything and I was like, I was thinking about my laundry list. I was thinking about grocery list, thinking about my errands. It's like, I'm just going to lay here. I'm just going to lay in bed for a day and do nothing. And I did exactly that. I turned my work phone off. I laid in bed. I ate in bed. I watched TV in bed. I didn't get up. Yeah, I didn't get up till it was time to pick the girls up. And it was a much needed break. And I was like, almost feeling guilty, like, damn. I need to get up and do something. Like, I'm just letting this whole day waste. Yeah. Like, no, like, I need to just chill. Like, just chill. So mm. that's what I did, and it felt nice. So That's good. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, it's, I don't know, it's, my mind can't let me just accept to take the day hard. off. It's very hard. I almost did it one of these days this week. I can't, yeah. they're all, it's all a blur. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I'm going to just, you know. Yeah. I said, no, <laughs> do these orders. Yeah. Get in the kitchen. I know. Cook. Yeah. Work. My only excuse was like, we did the retrieval Sunday and I rested Sunday, but the kids were home. Yeah. So it wasn't like really like 100% down. And then and Monday. worked here. Yeah. And then Monday I came here. And so in my mind, I justified it with Notia. You haven't truly rested since your procedure. Like just take one day to actually rest your body. And I said, there you go. I hear you. So I did. And then the very next day I was in Long Beach at Kenya's house, packing up orders for her company with her. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's crazy. Like I've yeah. like, 
I'm kind of looking forward to my flight to Japan mm-hmm. for those 13 hours of yes. being able to sleep and lay yes, down. Just unreachable and just. And I was like, I and then a couple of days ago I said, oh, that's going to be perfect time for me to you know squeeze in some editing mm-hmm. and work a little bit more. I'll bring my laptop, I bring all my equipment, my headphones, so I could just sit there and work. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like. Now I'm thinking, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. But that's, I don't know, I just feel like that's such a great area for me to work because it's, I'm zoned in, I'm Mm -hmm. forced to just kind of sit there. Yeah. And I just know if I don't do it on that plane, it's never going to get done. Yeah. But then I'm going to hit the ground running in Japan because Caesar done booked all this shit for us. Did he? That's so funny. (laughs) I said, bitch, I might not be able to make all of it. (laughs) But you maybe, okay, we'll see. We'll see for the flights to Japan. I think I'm going to find a way to... Take part of the 13 hours. Yeah. The second part, though. It has to be the second part. Because yeah. if you do the first part, you're going to be like, oh, just one more hour. Oh, just one more hour. And then you're going to be 12 hours in. So give yourself the first half to rest and then take the second half and knock yeah. some work out. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Happy medium. Because I think I can't wait for Japan to just kind of. Yeah. But I'm still like wanting to work. I don't know what it is. I don't either. I was on I was talking to Marcus on the way over here. And I don't know how we got on the subject of just like not like not working and you know having a lot of money and being successful but then having free time. I was like I can't imagine that. Like I just can't wrap my head around it like yeah. if even if I'm successful like I can do more. If I make yeah. a, if I have a if I made 100 million dollars I'm not thinking about vacationing and retiring. I'm thinking about how can I get to 200 million? Yeah. Like, no, you know? seriously. It's like, like the, cool. I've got the, this cushion and I've got this capital now to make even more money. The um the goal post. Yeah, it is, always moves. Yeah. yeah. As soon as I I check something off my my list of goals, in my brain, that just means I've made more room for something else. Yeah. Like it's never and that's why I'm clear this flight to Japan. Yeah. I've been really wanting to get this YouTube channel up. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Perfect time. Third I leave Friday morning, early Friday morning. I said Thursday night, the day of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I'll record the video, record all the fit- footage. Mm-hmm. So that way on the flight to Japan, I can start editing it. Yep. It's like I just found like a, a 13 hour window yeah. to just not do anything. And I'm like, oh, how can great. I feel it? <laughs> now I can feel it and do something else. Yeah, exactly. Like, not okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I think also, like, there's like this, like, not fear, but I had like, I, I guess it would be a fear, but like a wave of like, Maybe not anxiety, but or maybe like a wave of panic. That's what it yeah. was. Um, when this um, week, <clears throat> I was like, I was at night and it just, it was a huge like wave of panic. And it only lasted for like 30, 40 seconds. Huh. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to really take care of a kid. Like, yeah. I'm going to really, like, I need to... Like, if I lose my money, if I lose whatever, that's cool. I can handle it. I can thug it out. But I'm like, oh, I don't have that appeal. I like, I I would kind of go through life like saying like, you know, I can thug it out. I can figure it out. I'm not really afraid of losing anything. I've lost everything before in my life. I gained it all back. But now I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. That's not the mentality you can have. That's not an option. Yeah. And I'm like, and I think 
looking back on me, if you listen to the Solomon Ray podcast, I spiraled on postal workers recently. (laughs) Seeing that, being like, bitch, you could have went to jail. Mm -hmm. On top of, um, what else made me spiral about? Oh, my accounts online almost got suspended for wanting to donate money to children in Gaza. So all those things kind of happening, I said, Oh, so I think that also infused yeah. and invoked my panic, mm-hmm. but it also lit a fire. I think because right now I'm like, just work as much as you possibly fucking can yeah. for the next year. Yeah. And if you're tired, who cares? Who like, cares? Just keep going. Yeah. Yep. I completely agree. Like, I don't subscribe to the, um, oh, you know, you could lose everything tomorrow. Like, once you get to a certain point, no, that's not true. Kim Kardashian is not losing everything tomorrow. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> There's not even a single scenario in which that would be reality because she has made it that way. You know, every time you turn around, she's got her hand in something else. She's fucking GQ man of the year. Like, mm-hmm. bitch, she's got partnerships with Swarovski. She's got partnerships with the NBA, WNBA, and American Basketball League. Like, hey, what the fuck? There's, oh, her hands are in everything. She's collaborating with Dolce & Like, she's doing everything. And... You know, like we've talked about before, people can say whatever they want to say about her and dislike her for whatever reasons. But you cannot say that woman does not work her ass off. And she is such a a smart businesswoman and she's so hungry and she has an incredible work ethic, especially being someone who came from privilege, you know, yeah, to be that. And she really could have just like. Rested on that. Yeah. yeah. And just been mildly comfortable for the rest of her life living like in LA. Most of those Nepo babies. Exactly. Are. Exactly. But she has really like just upped the game. Like every time she just multiplies it and then multiplies it and then multiplies it. And that's kind of my same mentality is like, there's always more you can do. You yeah. you there is no ceiling. And the fact that like something has really like I've already always have been someone who's super motivated. Mm-hmm. It don't take me much to, you don't got to beg me to right. nothing. Yeah. But now with the the idea that, um, just the idea of like, I'm having to take care of someone. I'm like, oh, now, now it's really on. Like now, mm-hmm. now you thought it was game time, bitch. Now yeah. it's really fucking no, game really time. Is. Like yep. that hunger yeah. is something else. When and I think that's what's the child. only thing that's really pushing me yeah. through all of this because I'm like, I can feel my body being tired. Like I can yes. feel like my mind shutting down. Yeah. There's like you feel whole... it in your bones. Your body yes. hurts. You feel it in your it joints, does. in your bones. And the minute my body gets in that motherfucking bed, I'm knocked out. Yeah. But I think the only thing that's pushing me forward and going through it all is just because I'm like, well, bitch. Yep. I want my child to, you know, be I, yes. maybe not the private school, but we don't, we don't, if we can't do the private school, we don't do it. You know, we, I need the new side crib. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I need, I need that crib. all the amenities. Uh, the, all the amenities. That's so, so funny. No, I agree. Yeah. As long as I can just get to the point to where I can kind of be hands off a little, I think I'll be fine. Yeah. But if that means thugging it out for six, seven months, I can thug it out. Yep. I've been thugging it out my whole life. Right. <laughs> nothing new. <laughs> nothing um, new. But let's do our hypothetical. Yeah. Um, did you write it in here or no? I did. Um, that's how you know my brain is turned that's off. so funny. There it is. Um, so what show would you like if you had to be trapped in a TV show for a month? And who would you be if you were a character? 
I know my answer. Do you know your answer? I think I do. Yeah. You go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would be Tony from Girlfriends. Oh, okay. I love her. She's like, no kids. <laughs> Sexy as hell. <laughs> Like, I love my children, but come on now. <laughs> Dang, they just take a strike. Damn. Oh, they are with their auntie right now, and I am working. <laughs> not even outside. I am not outside. <laughs> um, yeah, she's just, she was, oh, she was funny. She was fun. She was sexy. She was confident. She was successful. She was free. Like, she just... She was totally like. Now, who's Tony? Which one is that? Tony was Tracy Ellis Ross. No. Um, oh, the 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 one with Joe Marie Jones. Yes. 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 Yep. Her. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. She didn't have kids. No. The whole. I thought, but she got married. She. I think she did get married towards the end. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah but she she didn't have have kids and yeah. I just. I think she was an attorney. No. One of them was an attorney. I think Tracy was an attorney. But she had a great... They all had great careers. Yeah. I think except for Lynn. Yeah. I think Lynn, Lynn was, was a mess. Yeah, Lynn was the flower child. But, a mess. Right. But no, yeah, I think I think she would be a fun one to be. Yeah. I like that. That would be fun, yeah. Right? Any of those, really, except for Lynn. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe not Tracy Ellis or Ross, the character. She's too wound up. She was really wound up. Yeah. 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 Tracy Ellis Ross already feels round up. She's very high energy, yeah. very like kind of skittish, I skittish, feel. Skittish, that's yeah. the word. Yeah. I love her, but yeah, she definitely yeah, has, me too. has that energy. I think it's in the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I would be, um, I would like to be in I Love Lucy. Yes. Yeah. In the 50s. Yes. Um, I would love to just kind of live in New York City in the 50s. Definitely as a white lady. Yeah, definitely as a white lady. <laughs> totally. But see, okay, so I'm torn between a Lucille Ball, I mean Lucy, mm-hmm. or Ricky's character. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I, like, now this is horrible mm-hmm. for me saying this, but because he's Cuban, mm-hmm. I just n- want to know what the dick look like. That's you know what I'm so saying? Funny. That's so perverted. Well, you could still so, like, be Lucy. You could be Lucy because you know what the dick look like. But... <laughs> they slept in two different beds. That was because it was TV. They, she also got pregnant. Yeah, but girl, it's like, but this is if you're in the TV show, like you're trapped in the scenario of the show, you know? That's true. So I wouldn't mind doing that and being Ricca- Ricky Ricardo and, yeah. and being like a band leader in the Copacabana yeah. and having fabulous hair because he had the, like he that is always my go-to hair god. Yes. Like some people have like certain yeah. hair gods. Yeah. Standard, like all those gentlemen haircuts back in the 50s, <laughs> the way they parted the hair, slick, like it's so, mm-hmm. they used to like With so. With that wax gel. And- oh, it's so good. And I was paying attention to how Desi Arnaz did his hair or got his hair done. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wouldn't part his hair like straight back. He would push it in a, he would part it curved. Yeah. That's how and, I be parting my, my, my wigs and stuff. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'm parting straight. 
Oh. Curve. So now I part mine from an angle. Yeah. Because it makes my head, because if I part it from a, where people normally part your hair, it makes my head look go out. Yeah, because the it's right here. Yeah. The part is there. But if you go like that, it gives you hair right here that kind of gives like, yeah. the more rounded And it rounds effect. out my face. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it gives me, makes me look skinny. I love it. So I was like, <laughs> it's all about those the old Hollywood like trip tips and tricks. Mm -hmm. I was watching... Um, Barbara Streisand on the Judy Garland show, mm -hmm. and which is so crazy that they were on a show together, because I just imagine like Judy being so old. And yeah, she, they don't feel like the same era. Yeah, but they yeah. are. They are. They are. Like they're literally only like twenty years apart. Yeah, but that's wild. I was looking at um, it's black. It's a black and white footage, and they're singing. And I mean, this is a trick that's not new, but I saw like this hard like. Mm -hmm. makeup line um on judy's jaw they carved out a jawline and mm -hmm. then did the all the darkness all over her neck mm -hmm. to kind of make her look like she had a jawline and not like but i was like this is so yeah. nuts i think they would just right. carve out even um barbara streisand in her book she said how she would do her own like black eyeliner mm -hmm. and she was the one who kind of really started that whole cat, cat eye look thing. because she had sunken in eye eyes. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Max Factor and all those right. great legendary makeup artists were like, this is how you should do it. Yeah. I'm like, it's so... I just love that. It was such a I like, love good era. Like I know. Yeah. It was very magical. Really? That's really the glamour. The uh, girls aren't really giving glamour anymore. No. Like, yeah. you really went out in, like, a corseted dress every day. Never left the house without your face done. Yeah. Like heels, a different pocketbook with each outfit, your pearls, hair in an updo, perfectly yeah. done. Crazy. Like it was false lashes. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. And here I am going to Lululemon yesterday buying like five hundred dollars worth of sweat. Chow, I live in my extra extra large <laughs> black sweatsuit. Not the extra, 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 extra large. Extra, extra. They're so big and comfy. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like I'm walking around in a sleeping bag. <laughs> <laughs> I be wanting to be a glamour girl, like deep down inside. But like every time I think of it, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna dress like this, and I'm gonna like wear heels and makeup and da da da. And then when it comes comes time to do that, I'm like, bitch, hand me my sweats <laughs> and my Crocs <laughs> and my cro and my Crocs and, my and the Crocs. Crocs. Yes, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of losing my cool person, like. I just remember I just was someone who always dressed up mm -hmm. and, you know, got invited to different shows for Fashion Week. I would do New York Fashion Week, London, and then if I had the energy, I would do Paris. Yeah. Um, and now it's like, it's so funny to fast forward to me now. And I'm like, I stay in a Lululemon mm -hmm. sweat, yeah. fucking croc, yeah. and a hat. <laughs> I never do my hair anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, who did I become? Right. So in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to be like this when I have, like, I want to like dress up or yeah. like look at least presentable, presentable yeah. for my child. I'm like, I know I'm going to revert right back to the Crocs and the sweats. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> You're not going to have the time, it's the like, desire. My mom never wore stuff like that. Yeah. So I just like my style and like image of like, just understanding what style is right. was through her. Yeah. And so now she does the sweats. Yeah. And I'm like, what happened to all of us? Right, right. We have all just <laughs> such a stylish family. And like yeah. Yeah. athleisure really did it in. Yeah. I really honestly, who can I blame for this? It's not Kimberly, is it? No. No. Who who started the athleisure? Come on, I don't know. Kate Hudson? 
I feel like probably. You know, she's one of the founders of uh, Fabletics. Fabletics. Yeah. Yeah. Which I love. They know me by name there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> They're great. They have great stuff. Though. I hear it. Yeah. They have men's now too. Yes, they do. They do. Just for the longest they didn't? Yeah, they did it. Yeah. Then they brought in men's and. Um, I think for a while they had, I don't know if they still do or not, but uh, Lizzo did like a foundations line with them. Yeah. But they're. You great. know what? It's really California's fault. It's yeah. This is a California thing where yeah. people will go places in sweatsuits and athleisure. Like to New nice York? Places. Never. Like yeah. Jonathan would be like, can you please wear some clothes when we go out? Yeah. I'm like, this is fine. He's like, no. Mm-mm. And I mean, I, I thought I looked presentable, mm-hmm. but like in New York, nobody wears. Yeah. Even, and it don't matter even in like night, even if you went to Bronx and stuff, like they still wear like jeans and like mm-hmm. Tim's. Some yeah. people never catch people in like. Like lazy like sweats and. Leggings and sh- No. Yeah. Yeah. Never. I know. It's a California thing. It totally is. Like I, one of my favorite restaurants is uh, Bourbon Steak. It's in, uh, I think, the Monarch Hotel in Laguna Beach. Five-star hotel, like $1,000 a night rooms. Bourbon Steak is a Michael Mina restaurant. It's like extremely nice. You go in, sometimes you'll see, like if someone's on like a special date or something, they'll be dressed nicely. But you see so many people in like jeans and slides and t-shirts and just casual. And it's funny when people visit, they're like, oh, what should I bring? What should I wear? I'm like, girl, we could be going to Walmart or like the nicest place in California. Mm-hmm. And that's how California is. Yeah. And you can wear sweats. Like it's calif it's coastal yeah. casual. Yeah. That's how we dress. Yeah. And sometimes I dress it up like I'll do my my um my athleisure, do my like sports bra with the matching like leggings, a good tennis shoe, like a cute new balance yeah, that yeah, matches. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like a good overcoat sort of situation. Oh, yeah, o- if you throw the overcoat, you're good. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. You can even do the baseball cap. You yeah, do yeah. the casual, but it you throw that overcoat sickly. on. Yeah. With yes. the baseball and like cap a good overcoat. handbag. Yep. Oh, yeah. a good handbag. Yeah. And what yep. like piece of jewelry? Exactly. You're done. Yeah. Or just like some earrings. Yeah. Sensible earrings. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. You're dressed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we do it. Like, it's like just cool, effortless but still stylish yeah that's how we do it yeah today um <laughs> i clearly didn't go anywhere i just knew you serena and y'all was coming yeah um but i was like i was like no let me put on like a collared shirt you know and, and do that very nice and i was like bitch and then i still put on some sweats <laughs> so now i look real haphazard <laughs> i feel like i'm just stuck in between like i'm like what in the hell that is so i could just put on a t-shirt right and- <laughs> That's hilarious. But I just wanted to dress up a little bit for Nori. The effortless <laughs> Right. Nori needed the fashions. That is She so appreciates funny. it. She does. <laughs> She's so cute. Um, okay, so we're doing done with the hypotheticals. Do we have reviews? Um, no, we so we haven't had a new review since October, I think, 21st. So we're coming up on a month mm. since a review, you guys. Like if you hate us, just say so. Mm. <laughs> no reviews. We don't have any emails this week. Um <laughs> the only thing on our Spotify QA section wasn't a question, it was just a comment. Um it was from AK. They said, do you guys know you've got a percentage of the world rooting for your little baby drop? That's so cute. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. No, you know what's crazy? I really, um, I'm starting to see it now. Yeah, me too. I didn't, like. It's major. 
I didn't think people, I mean, I knew, I knew it. Yeah. But then when I made the announcement yeah. a few months ago, I was like, oh, no one's going to really care. Yeah. And I kind of just felt that. Yeah. And not until like now, I think, I think honestly, because it's like, oh, these bitches are really serious. Yes. They're, they're really like, they're dads. actually doing it. Yeah. They're not just yeah. talking about it. I think that's when this shift happened. Yeah. And yeah. I can kind of, I can see it. Yeah. And I'm happy about it because that's Heck what yeah. I wanted. Yeah. I think because because of not necessarily your audience but your content i think it's such a jump from that mm -hmm. the thought was almost like they weren't gonna give a fuck about like okay that's cool you having a baby we don't care about none of that we can't relate to that uh, give us the the other the content yeah okay. give us the content we're used to so i think it's a pleasant surprise to see that like your audience is on the same wave as you and you know genuinely yeah. excited and ready it's interesting because it's i'm reading like i'll read like little notes or whatever and they're like just watching you change and just mm -hmm. kind of following you and it's like it's yeah. interesting because i kind of forget that like i forget that i do share so much of myself out there yeah and i don't just share myself i'm sharing different people and mm -hmm. like you and just all these other people in my life and it's just i don't know i think it's just like a joy when people you know, like when you know, like when you have like a best friend, yeah, and then you get a new friend, and right. they became cool, and you're yeah. like, yay! <laughs> you know, you're like excited because yeah. you're like, oh, we you like the same people out. I like. Right. So it's so yeah. nice to see that like my followers are yeah. like so excited to just you know and yeah. love the people I like, and I'm like, yes. yay! Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I didn't think people were, but it's yeah. like, oh, you really do, right. yay! You really like me. <laughs> that is so funny. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so it's really sweet. So thank you, AK. Um, I, I'm starting to realize that now. So thank you. Yeah. And I think that's it. So let's take a break and get into our show. Perfect. And welcome back to the show, Life in Progress. Life is progressing. <laughs> <laughs> it's progressing too much. It's progressing too hard. Just let him. Oh my God. Speaking of progress. Yes. We can talk about our embryos. Perfect segue. There you wow. Go. Look at my talent, you guys. I'm really giving you, I'm really pulling out my old school radio host. Like, I'm really giving you segues and creative stuff. I love it. But on the spot. Yes. Back in the day, I would have to write my little segues. Freestyle. I don't have to. There you go. Because you're just, a veteran. Period. You bitches can never. <laughs> can never. <laughs> um, so, little update. As you guys know, last Sunday, or I'm trying to think, when are you listening to this episode on Monday? Anyways, you know, we did our egg retrieval, and the same day we do our egg retrieval, that's when they um, do ICSIS, which is basically injecting the sperm in the egg. Mm -hmm. And from then, it turns... Um, you kind of just wait and they just turn into hopefully turn into embryos, mm -hmm. which not all do. Yeah. Most and then are. you want them to turn into blastocysts. Not all do. Yeah. So let's take them through the steps. Yeah. Um, so the first step is we got 23 eggs. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we talked about numbers. I think we Did mentioned we? it briefly. Yeah. Last episode. It was the day after the procedure. We did say we had 23, but that was that was all we knew yeah. at that point. Yes. So I think we mentioned how of the 23, 19 were mature, and of the 19, 14 were able to be fertilized. Mm -hmm. So we got 23 eggs, 19 were mature, um, 
mature enough to undergo the ICSIS procedure, which I said was injecting the sperm into the egg. Mm -hmm. And then after that's done, it doesn't mean that it fertilizes. Yeah. So of those 19, 14 fertilized. So five dropped off. Yeah. And so now we're left with 14. And that's when the races really begin. Yes. And she was like, all right, so we're done. You will not hear from us for another five days. We keep them in an incubator. And we do not touch them. And then we monitor their progress on the fifth day and we'll let you know what's up. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like shit in a brick. You know, I'm just like <laughs> just about yeah. to burn my house up because yeah. I done burnt down every candle and been praying <laughs> and just, you know, just doing too much. Right. But I'm trying to get my keep my, my mind off of things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thankfully, almost got canceled this week and thankfully almost lost my business. And thankfully, <laughs> I almost like, you know, because it was able to get yeah, my mind off a distraction. Of it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so Friday, we got um, our first update. You want to share that? So our first update was you. I think you know the numbers better than I do. So we had two that had. So we got 14. The yeah. Then those were fertilized. Um. But 11 mm-hmm. turned into embryos. Yes. Was it 11? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 11 turned into embryos. Mm-hmm. And of the 11, <clears throat> the by day two. five, two of them reached the final stage of blastocyst. Yeah. Meaning, once you kind of, that's kind of really at that. So when it reaches blastocyst, you have to kind of either transfer it into a uterus. Or you have to freeze it it, because the next step is it hatches. Yeah. Isn't that like you never think like Like an egg, egg. but it really does. It sheds the layer. Yeah. And then the embryo comes out of its shell. Mm -hmm. And that's when it embeds into implants. Implants. (laughs) More on that later. (laughs) Implants into a uterus. Yeah. Um, So... We had 11, and of the 11, two of them reached blastocysts by day five. Five, yeah. Um, so that left nine more. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. So we had nine more. And then today, I got the new update, and two more reached blastocysts. Yeah. Um, but in the interim, a few did drop off and stopped developing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now there is just three more that are still developing. Yeah. Um, and they have to develop to the final stage of blastocyst by tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it's done. Like yeah, the development's okay. done and we can't use them. Yeah. Um, so when they're when they the four that we currently have right now, um, those are frozen, but they're biopsied. Yeah. So they take like I think they take about three to six cells from the outer layers. Mm-hmm. which doesn't harm the baby or the embryo, Yeah. Um, those outer layers actually become the placenta. Mm-hmm. So they take out like three to six cells and then they send those off to a lab and they do like genetic testing to kind of rule out some stuff. Yeah. Um, but as of right now, there are four and yeah. yeah. And then tomorrow we'll get the final number. Yeah, the count and out then of the, Monday out the remaining three. Yeah. Sent off to be... Yeah, biopsy. Yeah, and and from there, it's like, you know, we see what is genetically sound and can be, you know, is viable to to use yeah. for the next step. So, and it was Lots it's crazy steps. because like we were thinking, I mean, we were talking about this earlier, but it's so wild to see how 
fast those number numbers dwindle. Yeah. Like it's, you know, Crazy. you start with 23 eggs. You think like, oh, bitch, I'm about to have like 23 babies. Right. You know, options. it's about to be options. Yeah. And life hits you quick. Yeah. And you're just right. like. Right. So my doctor, and I've heard this from another doctor. I can't remember the other doctor I heard it, but I know our doctor said it's basically a 50-50 thing. Yes. So um, let's say we had 24 eggs. 50% of them will be fertilized. Yeah. So that's 12. Yep. Of the 12, 50% of that 12 will turn into embryos. Yep. So that brings it down to six. Yep. And 50% of that six will turn into blastocyst, the final stage, yep. bringing it down to three. three. Yep. And then of the three, half of those, one in one and two are genetically perfect. Yeah. So it just fifty fifty. It just keep and then I was like, oh girl, it's that don't that's not really gonna be us, right. whatever. And sure enough, we fifty fifty. <laughs> wow, we really fifty fifty. Yes, but you know what's crazy? I, there's starting with twenty three eggs at my age is yeah not typical. Yeah, it's a lot. It's almost twice as many as I. It is would twice normally. as many. Yeah. yeah. So we already having to do the. Having to go down 50% at every level and to be at the number that we're at right now I'm when happy. we are double what people st statistically start with yeah. at our age is wild. Cause it's wild to think of. Women, unfortunately, women over the age of 28, <clears throat> the typical average number is um, around 8 or 10. Yeah. And sometimes it might get to 12. But if you run the numbers, let's say you get 12. If you're, um, what did I say? Over 20, 28. Oh, yeah, over 28. Mm -hmm. So when you're in our age bracket, and it, it gets just worse. Yeah, it gets worse okay. as you get older. <laughs> yes. I'm not trying to discourage nobody, but right. it just We're gets worse. We're trying to encourage you to freeze your eggs, freeze your eggs. while you are the younger while you are. While you can. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. It just gets worse. Yeah. So even if we took the numbers that our age group is used to, let's say even the high end of 12. Yeah. That means what? 50% of 12 is six. six. So that means six would fertilize. Yeah. And of the six, three will become embryos. And yeah. of the three, one, one would be a blastocyst. Yeah, one or two becomes a blastocyst. And bitch, you better hope that one of them tests genetically nice. You better hope you have the two and not the one. Okay. And you better hope one of them, two, That's, is genetically sound. That is so... It's damn near impossible odds. Nuts. Yeah. Crazy. So... Last yesterday, um, getting the news that like, okay, so many dropped off. Yeah, we do have two at that yesterday morning, Friday morning. We had two, and I don't know. Like, I I think I just got scared, and I was like, oh, I this is. Where, I could tell. It just kind of like yeah. I was like, it hit me real hard. Like, oh, huh. this, you know. This is not going to be like this fairy tale well, thing that I was thinking it was going to be like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then, of course, you know, like the doctor's like, this is fantastic news. Everyone's like, this is fantastic. Like, everyone's like, yeah, you're like, what? Right. I'm like, bitch, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what do you, you mean? Know, this like, is fantastic. Bitch. Are you saying the same numbers I'm saying? <laughs> but then today, when they called me and they're like, because. Um, she said there's four that are still developed. We think four might develop by Saturday. Mm -hmm. And so four didn't develop by Saturday. Only two did. Um, but bringing the total number to four. And 
today I, I was like, you know what? I'm happy with that. Yeah. You know, if we can get one more fab. Yeah. But four, I'm happy with. Yeah. I could work with that. Yep. Because you really only need three. Right. Really. You just need three. Right. But, and more on those numbers later. But it, I, I, you know, I wasn't nervous anymore. I was like, you know what? I'm happy with that. I'm very happy with four. Yeah. And I feel like, and like I was telling you earlier, I, think, I feel like even that three number that's for women that are having struggles yeah with conceiving and birth and all that kind of stuff like in a healthy body that number probably isn't even all the way accurate so might yeah. be one and done and i mean i also read um <laughs> so when you do a one transfer, a one implantation, when you implant once, okay, <laughs> I'll tell you why that's funny in a little bit. But um, there's a 65% chance that it will stick or stay yeah. and create a pregnancy. Yeah. But if you use a Zymot chip, it bumps it up to 87%. Yeah. Because the, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I did use that chip. So our odds are a little bit we're, I'm not too, that's why I'm also not really worried. You know, like right. I think if there were problems like carrying a baby and all this yes. other stuff, I would be like, oh, bitch, we need at least five more eggs, right. five more embryos. Right. You know, you got to collect them like Pokemons. <laughs> but, and, and watch them evolve. Right. <laughs> See how I did that, y'all? That is hilarious. But <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nuts yeah. to think of. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And it like I think it magnifies the uh uphill battle a lot of women a lot have. Of them, yeah. Yeah. Cause again, this is not we are doing this out of just functional necessity, not because we are having issues, can't conceive naturally, you know, my body isn't competent, yours isn't, like it's just cause you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> this like, is why I'm really like, over the homosexuality <laughs> because this is really this really fucking sucks. Like, it's expensive to be gay. <laughs> like I really shouldn't even say that. That oh, is so Philly. Oh my gosh, she came downstairs. That's why Billy used to look straight up at Nori like, "Who is this?" Right. Um, that's so funny. <laughs> I really shouldn't even say this because it's so like, I'm sure I'll regret this in a few years, <laughs> but. I joke, but it's not, it's not true. It's, it's literally not coming from like, it's, that's not where my heart is. Yeah. But I joke and I'm like, if I had a son, I would not want them to be gay. <laughs> and the reason I, cause I just feel like it's, I, you would kind of want less hardship. Yeah. I was going to say, you don't want your child you know? to have any more of an uphill battle than they're naturally going to have yeah. in this world. I'm like, yeah, you know, people may not pick on you for being gay when you get <laughs> to that age or whatever, right. but if you want to have a kid. You better have the money and you better have the means because yeah. this is another negative thing yeah. about being gay. Exactly. This part. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. My sister, it's funny. My sister asked me, she said, she said, if you're using, you know, your eggs and your body, like, why didn't you guys just do artificial insemination? I said, no. There's so many things that can go wrong with those embryos. Yeah. We want to test them first. Yeah. Not no, once I'm pregnant. Not, you know, when we're kind of already there. Like, we want to get the I get asked that a lot. Yeah, I get, me too. Um, my cousins were like, why don't you just use a turkey baster? Right, right. And then um, even my lawyer was like, 
you should just do artificial insemin or whatever that is yeah, called. Yeah, artificial insemination. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's cheaper. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, I kind of want, like, I just, but you want to know what's crazy? It's cheaper, but it ain't that much cheaper. No, it's Which not. is really kind of nuts. Yeah. So I'm like, I'd rather just do this and spend the extra thousand, a few dollars more mm-hmm. and then just know everything I. about this child as much as I can. And yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I was joking with Serena um, earlier today, and I was like, I don't even know if I myself got all my chromosomes. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'm fully wrapped too tight. I probably don't. I know I don't. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to I need to run these babies through the machine, through the, through the, through the lab work. Okay? They need to be ran through the filter, because right. they... And honestly, between you and I... <laughs> right. Child, the, this DNA... These genetics. <laughs> oh man, that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's um, but one thing that I was reading um, so Friday when the embryologist got back to us, she said that there were five, there were nine still move, still growing, growing, mm-hmm. but of the nine. Five of them were stuck at the cleavage stage. Mm. And the cleavage stage is basically day two, day three of when an egg is, a fertilized egg is in the fallopian tubes, like yes. right at that point. Right. Um, and it's only about eight cells. It's only divided into like eight or 12 cells or, or no, eight or 16 cells. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I don't even think it's 16 cells. I think it's like eight. Mm. So it really ain't developed at all. Yeah. Um. So basically, that was like the embryologist's way of saying, like, these probably ain't gonna make it. Right. Like, they're they're that far along. Yeah. So um, that was kind of hard for me to like hear because then you kind of like be like, damn, is it is it mean? Did I do something wrong? Like, mm-hmm. um. But then I was, you know, f- immediately flew into yes. research mode down the hole. <laughs> it was I. I basically learned in this process that the embryos are being made in a laboratory. Yeah. They're not being made in a body. Yeah. So y- that's already crazy enough because you need the body. Yeah. You know, they still have to like put fluids in there and like facilitate Recreate that environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, the temperature, everything. Yeah. And I was reading how when an embryo is kind of stuck at that, if it's kind of like not really developing, mm-hmm. the mother's body will like develop like push it almost like push it along yeah to like get it through yeah and i was like that is the most beautiful thing ever yeah. like to think of yeah. you know like and you said like moms are really like the first protectors yep totally. i was like that is just so pretty yeah i know i love it like and it happens again and when we breastfeed yeah, yeah you know yeah. our bodies naturally know what to create that our our babies need and it adjusts and there's certain things you can't, you, no matter what science is doing, you can't recreate it. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think it just kind of was really, um, <laughs> this process especially has really been eye-opening because it's like, mm-hmm. one, you're, it's just really biology. Like, it's just, you You can like interfere as much as you want. You could pay for an extra like little filtration chip for your sperm. Yeah. You could do all this other stuff and swipe your card as much as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. But it's still going to boil down to biology and genetics. Yep. And that's what's going to get you to the finish line. Totally. And no matter, even at that point, you can never rule out a woman. 
and yeah. her impact. Yeah. And it got me thinking like, damn, if these, I mean, not all 23, but <laughs> if, you know, <laughs> these little five little embryos that were chugging, couldn't chug along, yeah. if they were being in, if they were in your body, you yeah. would have just My body figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that is just so beautiful to me. Like, it is literally the most beautiful thing to think of. Yeah. Like, it's really like a mom being like, let's come on. Yep. Let's go. We got this. We got this. Let's do it. You got this. Yep. That's so sweet. I know. <laughs> Precious. But yeah, that's where we are with um, everything. We get our final number tomorrow morning. Yeah. It's been exactly yeah. seven days. Yeah. We're recording on Saturday night. Yeah. Um, so then I guess the next, after that, we get them genetically tested and then we'll do implantation. Would you like to care and discuss what, um, the <laughs> implantation? Yes, I would. So, so before I, I think on the last episode, we talked about how Solomon and I are in like just IVF you know, gestational carrier, intended parent, like support groups or whatever. And I, before he joined, I joined a couple just because I like to get firsthand accounts of like what people go through and just maybe what to expect, you know, for us in the future that we haven't already gone through. So I was, um, I made a comment on one of the, one of the groups and it was something about our process and I referred to the act of transferring the embryo into my body <laughs> I referred to it as implantation <laughs> and this lovely lady came along <laughs> and said it's it's wait what was it what is it it's transfer it's 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 transferring not implantation I said you know what I meant <laughs> yeah then she said some shit, right. Then she said some shit about how, well, others might be confused about da da da, da or whatever. And I'm, I didn't even say nothing back. But I told Solomon about it. I think I sent you a screenshot of it <laughs> after he joined the group. And we laughed about it. And then I was scrolling through an, a different group. I was scrolling through and I saw her again on somebody else's shit yeah. being sassy. And it's like, mm -hmm. Jesus, are you like the official ambassador for IVF? Yeah, she is. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, she's, she's laying down the law. She is. Like, <laughs> Jesus, like, don't say shit wrong because she's going to be right there to collect you. And so from now on, we're calling transferring implantation because it makes more sense. It really does. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it, it's like... It's like those terms that, like, you don't see why it's an issue. Right. I'm sure if it might be triggering to someone, I don't fucking know. And I honestly Everyone's don't fucking care. something these days, um, yeah. But I think it's just hysterical. Like, right. Serena, I was on the phone with her today, and she said the word implantation. My mom yeah. says implant. If so many yeah. people say it. Right. And I mean, technically, what the doctor is doing is transferring. He is transferring the embryo into my uterus. Correct. You the, will yes, be doing the implantation. Exactly. The It is up to the embryo to implant into my uterus once it is transferred there by the doctor. So they are two different things. However, context clues, motherfucker. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> you knew in you that... Know what the fuck I meant. Right. In the context of what was being said, you knew it was 
transferring. So like just the ugh, I hate Can't people say like that. implantation. Right. Implantation. Implantation. Tell me what about the implant? Right. <laughs> All right. So when do we do our implantation? Right. Are we implanting today? And you know what? When we do our video, our our YouTube video, I'm I'm gonna title it implantation. <laughs> implantation day. <laughs> <laughs> and literally every single IVF video is like transfer day, transfer day, <laughs> implantation day. Implantation day. We have to go back to the groups <laughs> and be like, so today Watch we our implanted. New video. Yeah. Watch our new video. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> Today's implantation day. So if we keep saying implantation, like, and we're getting, like, we're saying it too much, just know we're being facetious and being funny. Yes. Because honestly, one thing is like, honestly, the thing is, what I've learned through comedy and um, especially a lot of stand-up comedians that I admire, like Joan Rivers, people who really kind of lean into like this self-deprecating sense of humor Mm -hmm. is... You have to take the piss out of something. Like, yeah. you have to, like, life is not perfect. It's not yeah. always happy. Sometimes you got to fucking take the piss out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like... 100%. I'm just going to say implantation. Yeah, it's You funny. know, it's funny. You'll like, be all right. Yeah. It's not... If I say a different word, it doesn't change what happens. It's not like, oh, if I say that, then it's going to go wrong because they're going to do the wrong thing. Like, no. Like, like, girl. Get over it. There's there's bigger things to worry about. Insanity. <sighs> well, <laughs> that's where we are. Yeah. Um, but I do want to give a quick little shout out before I get off of this segment is I just mm-hmm. wanted to say thank you guys so much for um, just praying. And yes. I know I made a joke on my own podcast talking about I want boy, girl, boy <laughs> embryos, girl embryos, genetically tested, this and da, 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 yes. you know, and so the fact that you guys were like literally dead ass. Everyone like, has been writing it down in boy embryo, to it. girl embryo. Yes, genetically. <laughs> genetically <laughs> tested. Yes, yes. So I really appreciate you guys. Yeah. I know it's like, it started off as like a funny thing, but like the C and even I'm getting, I get notes even through orders and yeah. people are like, I'm praying for genetically yes. tested boy embryos, girl, girl embryos. Yes. The fact that you guys are really implementing that yes. it really touches me so much so thank you guys so much for yeah. that putting putting things into the universe is powerful and that's exactly what you guys are doing and we appreciate it yep and on that note moving right along so this week on snapchat um a lot of you guys write to me and <laughs> I, I've become the portal for uh, Solomon because <laughs> I am the portal for his child and also for all of you because <laughs> I know it's hard to get a hold of him. He has a lot more people vying for his attention in his messages than I do. So I see I see all of mine. So I, I really always have people like, can you let Solomon know this? Can you ask Solomon this? Can you can you tell him that? Yeah, I always get messages. So <laughs> you're you're gonna get I've order number twelve right. seven three <laughs> and I need to update my my address. Yeah, can you like, please can you let him know? Uh gonna, if you get that, I'm gonna die. That's gonna be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> someone did I mean someone did ask me about the the Black Friday stuff. Oh, Remember? Oh, yes. Remember? They were like, Can you ask him if there's gonna be a bigger Black Friday sale? Because if not, I'm gonna just buy the gifts. She said he got she got the inside scoop. <laughs> yes. Let me go ask her. Girl, I don't even know what the Black Friday. 
I don't I even like, mean... Right. I was like, well, shit, let me ask him because I sure don't know. And you don't even know. I don't even know. Right. <laughs> that is so funny. The so... way I run this business is so haphazard. <laughs> like, sometimes it's like, a, it's really like a miracle that Meanwhile, I have customers. Like, baby mama has been like planned out. Like we know what's coming, what we're doing. This, this, the very you know, regimented and he's just like throw shit at the wall and see what's <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, I love it. That is so funny. But I say that to say that um the other day <clears throat> I got a question uh basically asking for entrepreneurial advice, tips, that sort of thing. Um they're looking to I guess quit their own job right now. Right, <laughs> They're looking to quit their job and start kind of on the entrepreneurial path. And I figured it was probably easier to talk about it here than to try to respond, Smart. you know, on a Snapchat. So, yeah. So we kind of wanted to to take you through our entrepreneurial journeys Solomon's been an entrepreneur for years, as have I. We've done that separately. And now, of course, as you guys know, we're doing it together. Um, so, yeah, we just kind of want to tell you guys about our journeys and basically what it takes to run your own company and work for yourself. So. Well. <laughs> you look tired already. <laughs> I think. The thought of it is exhausting. No, because I started, I, when I saw you, were, you replied a little bit, I think. To I that. did. Yeah, yeah. I did. Um, and I got to thinking, I was like, well, what is it? Because I, yeah. when I tell you this is the number one question I get always, mm -hmm. I, it doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. This is the number one question people have asked me for years. Yeah. How do I start a business? Well, there's two options. Yeah. I think there's two, there's two routes. Mm -hmm. You could, I can tell you right. how to do it and right. I could give you those step-by-steps. Yeah, you know, you yeah. go down to the, the county thing and you register for the uh -huh. business, right. doing business as and an LLC or uh -huh. out how you're going to incorporate this and right. articles of incorporation. And I can tell you that Yeah, that's not going to run the business. Um, and I was like, okay, well then I can probably share like what I think works. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But then when I started to think about that, I literally realized I don't fucking know. Yeah. I don't know. It's born in you. I'm never wanted this. Yeah. I didn't. I'm I this happened to me out of being pushed into something. Mm -hmm. You know, being pushed out of not being able to go to school mm -hmm. for financial reasons, for mm -hmm. family reasons. That was never my option. Mm -hmm. Um, I was pushed into this. Yeah. And then when I got finally got a pretty decent job at a hospital working as a pharmacy tech. Mm -hmm. The economy crashed. Mm -hmm. I lost my goddamn job and I was unemployed for 13 months. Mm. And Serena can fucking vibe for you because I literally went on so many interviews. I worked yeah. a little odd in jobs. It wasn't like I was just like, oh, chilling. I don't feel like working today. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. It was to the point to where I didn't have money and I had like a hundred and something bucks. Yeah. And Serena gave me like a she paid for half of a, a plane ticket for me. I paid for the other one. And it was like, bitch, we ain't got no money to get you back. Fly to New York. Cause that, those yeah, are the only people who I was putting in job applications for. And they were like, can you come in for an interview? I just wanted to get into an interview. Yeah. It wasn't even like a goddamn job. And it was for shit like Banana Republic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't shit. like 
I was trying to get a job here for like 7-Elevens, all sorts of yeah. things for 13 goddamn months. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was like, I'm oh, I'm be trying to be an entrepreneur. No, I just <laughs> right. wanted a goddamn job. Yeah. So me being in this, it wasn't because I, I don't want to say I don't like what I do. I love what I do, but mm-hmm. I've learned these skills being pushed against the wall. Yeah. I learned these skills because... I didn't have nothing to really fall back on. I don't have a 401k. I don't have a retirement plan. I have none of that shit. I'm pushed against this wall. Mm -hmm. And I think, I can't speak for everyone, but I know for me, that is the fire that pushes me through. That that has made all the bullshit I've gone through in my life. I've learned how to be an amazing salesperson. Yeah. Because you learn how to deal with people trying to run shit on you. Mm -hmm. Plus... I used to do some unsavory things back in the day. Allegedly. And <laughs> running in those little circles and stuff, you learn to sniff out when someone's trying to pull the wool right. over you. Right. You learn just little things. And so mm-hmm. that's why I've never been able to answer this question for so many years because <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. I don't have the answer to that. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people are like, oh, you just got to be a hustler and you got to... Half of y'all don't even know how to hustle. Yeah. Y'all, if somebody threw uh, a few stacks in front of you, you wouldn't never know how to flip that into mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. I've learned how to flip money because I've had to literally to. fucking go to fucking Carl's Jr. and buy the chicken sandwich that back in, the, in 2007 was a dollar. And mm-hmm. it's been like 60 cents extra for the Santa Fe sauce. Mm-hmm. And it would be so bomb. You know, like yeah. I've learned how to get yeah. by. And That's- so I think that that is an aspect that if is missing from you. Mm-hmm. I don't think entrepreneurship is for you because you really have to learn how to make money in so many different Mm -hmm. ways that are unconventional. You have to find, you have to literally create a pocket for yourself. Yeah. You have to create, and that's not for everyone. And it's really, it's emotionally draining. It is very stressful. Yeah. And every day I wish I wasn't doing this. Like mm-hmm. on one end, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. But then there's times when I'm like, God, I just wish I had a fucking boss. Yeah. Who you told just be on me, autopilot. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. And this is how much you, money you're going to make at the end of it. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you can go home at five. And when you go home at five, you can check out. Yes. And your brain can turn off and yeah. you can think about work tomorrow at 8 a.m. Yeah. Like I wish I could. Yeah. That's why I'm up all day, like constantly. I was talking about having ADD. I don't Mm -hmm. have time to have like, you know, I don't have time to deal with anxiety. I don't have time to deal with depression. I don't have, I don't because I'm just always on constant alert. Yeah. Gotta, gotta be on go. So it's not something, um, for everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's, and I want you to know it's 1000% okay to just have a job yes. or you know, have a career. Yes. That's more glorious than owning your own shit, starting it from the bottom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you can have a career and you could work your way up and do mm-hmm. all these things and have a job security. Life. Yeah. And you want to get rid of that for this shit? No. Yeah. Like that's kind of crazy to me. Yeah. This is not the, the this is not the playing field for you. <laughs> yeah. This is barely the playing field for me. Right. <laughs> I, I don't even really making it every day. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like no. just earlier in this show, I was talking about how I'm just constantly stressed and I'm pushing through that stress because I'm like the impending factor of 
I can't just pay my own bills now. I'm going to have to take care of a whole new human being. Mm -hmm. I don't have time. Like, you know, like I'm like, oh, Solomon, you really got to set some shit up because Mm -hmm. you, yeah, it might be good now, but what if all this shit disappears in two to three three weeks? Then then what? Then you're back into the workforce with no job um, experience working for another employer. You have Mm -hmm. tons of job experience, but you don't, you've never worked for an employer employer for more than what? 12, 15 years or something. Mm-hmm. So then, and and then you're going to be stuck on the bottom totem pole, get, right. going to work so you can feed your child. Yep. So that, that's not a glamorous feeling. Yeah. It's never good. Yeah. So there's glamorous aspects of owning your own business, but I want you to know if, if you ain't got it in you to hustle, mm-hmm. don't do it. If you ain't got it in you to know that you may not make a dollar mm-hmm. or a red penny in a year, two years, three years. Don't do it, girl. Yeah. And I think we live in a, a society now where like when it comes to just online social media stuff, people love saying, oh, I'm about to start my own business. I'm going to start my... I'm going to be a boss. That should not be... Yeah. I hate to say this, but it's like, I don't think that that should be what mm-hmm. you aim for. No. The the world can't run on a, on a bunch of bosses. The world needs employees. Like <laughs> the world needs employees. Like, and that's okay. That is so okay. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with working for a company, for a corporation, for you know somebody. A check is a check. You know. Um, and I feel like there's there's so many misconceptions. I think about entrepreneurship too. You have to have that really great balance of education and intelligence and book smarts but also like you were saying the street smarts because people that are simply college educated you have all the degrees in the world you go to college to learn how to follow directions Mm. that's why employers often want to know your college education and see it's not about what you know and what you learned it's about you can follow directions because that's all college is I'm going to show you what you need to learn. I'm going to tell you what you need to learn. I'm going to put it in front of you. And then I'm going to test you on it. And that's all college is. And I'm going to keep testing you on it. Yeah. And it's just a succession of that over and over and over again until you get to a degree. So it shows that you are trainable, that you can retain information you're taught. Exactly. You are easily malleable. It College turns you into a viable employee. Yeah. But it doesn't teach you how to think creatively. It doesn't teach you how to think strategically. It doesn't teach you how to think outside the box. It doesn't teach you how to have a plan A through Z. It doesn't teach you those things. If anything, it it pulls that part of your brain out <laughs> because it, it, it you don't use that part of your brain because you're sitting in college, you know, all those years. And my sister is incredibly successful as an attorney. She's very educated. High, like she was, she passed the bar at 23. Nuts. Yeah. Like, you're not even really in law school. Did she have her JD or something? Like, what? She went, she did three years at at Cal Berkeley, double majored and minored. Then she went to Loyola, got out of there in three years, took her bar exam, and then she went on immediately to start her own private solo practice. Immediately. Immediately. Not, I'm going to be an associate. She said, no, I'll be the partner. Thanks. Yep. Immediately. So technically she works for herself, but it is within a structured, yeah. you know, uh, career field. 
she's not a creative person. That's just, that's not her in any capacity. When she needs to decorate a room, she calls me. When she wants her makeup done, she calls me. When she needs a new hairstyle, she calls me. Anything that's creative and thinking outside of the box, she calls me, you know, because it's just not who she is. But she can follow the damn A through Z and do X, Y, and Z and, and do what needs to be done to get to where she needs to get if it's put, you know, put out there. Yeah. She's incredible. So... You know, everybody, no matter how highly educated you are, doesn't mean you're meant to be, you know, an an entrepreneur and to just create a financial lane for yourself. And that's okay. And, you know, it takes a certain amount of drive and self-motivation. And people seem to think, yeah, people seem to think like, oh, if I work for myself, I'm going to be... On an island, I, 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 pina coladas. Why do the girls always think that? <laughs> always. They always think I'm gonna like. I'm going to be on an island doing oh, this. I'm on vacation. No. I'll be taking it easy. I'll be. No. No. Hell it's no. actually five times worse. So much worse. <laughs> you, what? No. When I was in Hawaii, I, was, I had a computer in front of me the whole time. I'm, I'm literally talking about going on a luxury vacation to Japan, mm-hmm. one of the most expensive countries in the world. Mm-hmm. And even then, I'm still thinking like, okay, I'm, how do I work? How do I operate right. these businesses? Where's my wife? I can gone be. away. And I'm even like, I can cut this this trip short to cut <laughs> if it I need back. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I was I was on Snapchat the other day, the on Tuesday when I decided to take the afternoon, and I I had said something to the tune of what I had said earlier on the podcast, like you know. I needed to do this. I needed to do that. But I just had to tell myself, like, it's okay to just take a day and rest and have it for yourself. And, you know, I think you really kind of, you have to have that sort of mentality in order to be a successful entrepreneur. You have to feel like stopping is really just not an option. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. Like, if, if I have time, that doesn't mean I have time to sit down and rest and stop. That means I have time to get something else done yeah. that I need to do. Because the to-do list, that the to-do list never ends. It never like, ends. It, it's always something yeah. on there. Something's always and coming next. And people don't understand is like, it's, there is, there are perks. I'm not going to like lie and be like, you know, there's right. great things about it. Yeah. But the thing is like, you are the final go-to person. Like, Mm-hmm. So you never can really turn off. So mm-hmm. like, even if you have, you know, other people with you or it doesn't matter. It, it you'd be working with people, independent contract, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're always, even if someone's like in charge of something at the moment, mm-hmm. you always have to still be on because you, they still have to come to you. You're the final answer. It's like being a parent. It's so like being a parent. Like even right now, the girls are with my sister. But if something were to happen, it's my phone that's going to ring. Yeah. <laughs> Sis, X, Y, and Z happen. What should I do? What do I need to do? Yeah. That's it. It doesn't matter. They can be with my parents who like shit. Like they raised me and kept me alive. Yeah. Like they know what the fuck to do. But you're the But at the end of the day, yeah, I am the one who gets called. And it is the same thing as an entrepreneur. I think another thing that people don't... um realize is i think people are like oh i want to make money or they they just want whatever mm-hmm. but there's an, a huge emotional taxation taxing on your yourself emotionally mm-hmm. to where i didn't make money for a long time mm-hmm. i didn't you know 
honestly, it wasn't really until recently where I felt good about myself Yeah, to be around family. There's yeah. times when I was like, you know, I don't feel adequate. Like, I feel like I don't have like a really good job. I feel yeah. like I'm a fucking bum. Yeah. Like, this is literally how I fucking felt for so, yeah. like, at, for at least a minimum of, of a decade. Yeah. And it wasn't until now where I feel like better. Yeah. You know, and, yep. but it would, but it took something to hit, something to stick right. till I finally felt like, I don't want to say I was getting respect, but like, People looked at me like, okay, Solomon's really he's doing not dumb. Right. You know, like he's actually like a hard worker. Oh, right. he, because for the longest, you're kind of viewed as like, this person doesn't want to get a real job. This person's really lazy. Right. And it's like, no, I'm actually the one who I'm will overwork all y'all. Yeah. So yeah. it's not until like recently where I felt like I can stand 10 feet tall and yeah. like feel good about myself. Yeah. But there is so much of that, like that really tore at my self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And part of that really is you have to like, I say, I say this a lot on my own podcast, but you have to know where you're going to land. Yeah. You have to know where you're going to go in life. Mm -hmm. And you can't tell, nobody can tell you who you are. Nobody can say like, you have to know who you are. You have to be very confident. Yep. And if you don't have those, that too, mm -hmm. this ain't for you either. Yep. Doesn't mean like you can't be confident and like not, and, and have a, a, a employer it's just this is just not it for a lot of people <laughs> right, <laughs> i don't know right. how else to say it. right right no i i completely agree like it it just takes a certain something and it is one of those things where it's like easier said than done you know and success and, and there's so many different lanes when it comes to entrepreneurship you know, like her entrepreneurship. Um, you know, I've been an entrepreneur in other avenues. This brand that we're founding together is currently considered e-commerce. And, you know, the goal is to take it into brick and mortars at some point if, you know, that's where we go. But like different lanes and different types of businesses take different things when it comes to to getting started or being successful or having longevity, all those different things. So it's like, it's, it's not a one size fits all. Like, yeah. how do I become an entrepreneur? Like, I can't say first you do this and then you're going to do that. And after you do those two things and you do this, like, like you were saying earlier, there are the steps, the LLC, the big bank account, all the, you know, rudimentary, like housekeeping sort of thing. Housekeeping but child. yeah. But after that, like literally my 10 year old can do that stuff. Yeah. After that, though, is... Honestly, I would rather... I would trust Lily more to do that. Right. Like, honestly, like... Right. <laughs> right. Like, like, I wouldn't mind Lily doing my accounting. Exactly. Right. <laughs> great, great. Another thing is you have to do your own accounting. Yeah. And you're always in fear of going to federal prison because you're not paying your taxes. So, yeah. like, please, like, I'm telling right. you guys, Oops. like, don't... This is not for you. Right. It is just... It's, it's a lot. And, I mean, and there's really great things about it, too. And, we'll, you know, we'll talk about those, too. But, yeah, it's just... It really is so much more than people understand. And I think we've gotten so bamboozled by, bamboozled. you know, social media showing us everybody's an entrepreneur riding around in a Lamborghini and a, you know, 2000 square foot mansion and everybody's selling a course on how to become a millionaire. Oh. And the gag is that they're a millionaire because they've sold this course, this useless course to, useless to 50,000 people. But um, the thing so, that yeah. also like, 
I said this maybe a couple months ago, but to me, success also in this field, like doing things yourself, is just having money to pay your bills. Mm -hmm. You know, I think people get into this idea of like, oh, I just want to make millions. Excessive. Which, yeah, you can, because when you're your own boss, you make what you put in, you know? Yeah. But the success is really just being able to pay your own bills. Yeah. You know, yeah, and once I clicked into that recently, it's like, oh, you can just, it's just to pay your own bills. Mm-hmm. Oh, bitch. So I don't have to work 16 hours a day. Right. I could just go and get a regular job and work 40 hours a week right. and still be able to pay my bills. Right. Who's really dumb? Me yeah. or you? Right. I'm the idiot. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm taking the, ha- the scenic route, to, <laughs> not taking the scenic route to a paycheck. Oh, shit. But if I could offer any sort of advice, um, I always tell people this. Work your way backwards. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been something that I've always learned how to do in all aspects from legal work that I've done, illegal work that I've done, <laughs> realizing if whatever the goal is, work yourself backwards. Yeah. And I kind of like, and we've talked about this, I don't ever think of now. Mm-hmm. I'm always in 30 years from, mm-hmm. from now. And I just learned how to work myself back. Yeah. So part of like what I'm trying to do right now um, I have a goal in, of mine mm-hmm. for what I want to do top of next year mm-hmm. with my business. And but part of it was prepping my business this whole year. Yeah. And part of that was implementing new products. Yeah. Doing just a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Prepping for sometime next year, hopefully. Yeah. To where everything goes well. Mm-hmm. But that was my goal. And it happened faster than I imagined, but it just you work yourself backwards. You're yeah. like, okay, if that's where I want, if the, if I'm trying to, I'm just, I'm just throwing this out there. If I'm trying to get into Bergdorf Goodman, yeah. how do I do it? Right. And you work yourself all the way backwards yeah. and then you'll get to step one and step yes. one will tell you, all right, bitch, this is what you do. Yeah. And then you, then, then, and then you check you get that plan. And sometimes that plan might be three, four years. Yeah. And then that's when you got to put your big girl shoes on and be like, all right, bitch. So thug yeah. it out. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the most, that's the only advice I think I can give someone is yeah. if you are going to take this route, don't think about stupid shit like currently stuff. I think people think of like, I want my packaging to be like this. I want my right. colors to be like this. All and the I cutesy want, shit. I want to be in Bergdorf's or whatever. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But work yourself backwards. Yeah. Who's your demographic? I was just going to say, who's your audience? Let's who's your audience? There. Who's going to buy it? Then yeah. once you get that piece of information... Everything else changes. The logo changes. The colors change. Mm -hmm. The store you think you want to get into changes. Mm -hmm. All sorts of things change. So whatever your goal is, figure out the furthest goal, the far, 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 the last goal you want to accomplish and work all the way back. Yep. And that's, I think, how you should do it. Completely agree. Completely agree. Yeah, we, you know, we sat down when we first started talking about creating Baby Mama, we sat down and created the entire framework (laughs) for it. (laughs) Not to laugh. He just took a drink of tea. I feel like he was going to spit on himself. No, because if you, when I think about that, like, and just seeing where we are right now. I know. And how it's, we're still on schedule for yeah. everything. Yeah. But just even when I shared it with my parents, mm-hmm. they're like, damn, y'all really, <laughs> y'all 
thought everything through. Yeah. We Every really took little to the, we thing. went to the very end. Yeah. And we and worked our way back. All the way back and said, all right, so now this is what we're going to do. Yep. Get busy. Roll your sleeves up. Exactly. And crunch time. Yep. And did it. And did it. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's really what it takes. You can't, a lot of people get so, as soon as you started saying that about packaging and all, everybody be, yeah, I'm going to start a business. This is my logo. Yeah. That's great. Cute. <laughs> right. Like, first of all, it's whack. It's a caricature. And so, <laughs> like, it's too busy. Right. Yeah. It's and not it's gonna like, work. right. If you don't even have a product yet. You don't have what a business plan. To? Exactly. You just have a name and a logo, and you done got your LLC. Yeah. And your EIN. And you think you're about to be a hundred millionaire in the next year or two. That's just not how it works. You know, and that's like I said, that's where the intellectual and intelligence part comes into play. You know, it's not all just being creative. It's not all just being a hard worker. You can be creative. You can be a hard worker. But I heard someone say moving isn't enough. You need to be moving forward because you can run in place Mm. and you're not getting anywhere. You're doing all that work. You're not getting anywhere. You have to move forward. And certain shit you're going to waste a lot of time and effort on that's not going to um, produce dividends. There's not going to be any return on the investment of time and energy and sometimes money spent on certain things that really are frivolous and aren't that important. So you kind of just have to know, like, where to start, what to do. And, you know, like Solomon said, it it is all about going to your your furthest goal and having a very clear goal and a realistic goal. Amen. You know, please, please, please say that. Can you say that again? You need to have realistic goals. Because sometimes the girls, I, I just, I'm like, are, y'all really were dropped on right. the head as kids. Y'all need to y'all be PGT, PGT tested. <laughs> y'all need to be PGT tested. Yes. Because that's crazy. But you know what? On the flip, on the flip side, you have to, okay, so that's why I feel like entrepreneurship is so multi-faceted. Yeah. So you need to take the little pieces of so many yeah. areas. You have to be a gambler too. Yes. You got to be somebody who's willing to gamble some shit. You do. You got to be, you got to be a gambler, bitch. Yes. Like you got to be able to like say, all right, cool. I'm about to put this money in and close my eyes and hope for the best. Yes. Yeah. And hope it hope it works. Hope it works. If you go through this, another thing is you can plan as much as you want. You can like say, this is what's going to happen. This is how, how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you have to gamble a couple times along that road. Yeah. And you have to like leap out on faith mm-hmm. and just hope. When I started my jewelry company, it launched the week. The week we went into lockdown Damn. for COVID. Yeah. And I was like, I had two, I have I had two options. I could just pull my money out. You know, I had enough to kind of like, all right, cool. I I, I lost this and we're done. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, bitch. <laughs> it was gonna cost a little bit more to keep pushing along. And I said, mm-hmm. just thug it out. Mm-hmm. Just let's see. Let's just get one order in. Mm-hmm. Let's just get one. I remember that first order, it was an eight millimeter gold Cuban chain. Mm-hmm. I said, all right, cool. That's my first. And I was just like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And 
I just know my life would be so so much different if I didn't take that gamble. Mm-hmm. If I would have said like, oh, I'm scared. Right. The world is changing. Mm-hmm. We're on lockdown. We ain't never felt some shit like this before. Right. We don't know where the economy is going to go. They were saying the economy was going to tank, all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know how afraid I was? Yeah. And for me to, me being the gambler that I am, because I'm still a gambler, (laughs) I was like, bitch, I ain't got nothing else to lose. Right. So let's go. And you have to have a little bit of that too. You can't just be, you know, strategic and think it through. You have to have a little bit of stupidity. Right. You yeah, gotta, you have to be a little crazy. A little cocky. <laughs> yeah. be a little cocky. Totally. You got to be a good salesman yes. or whatever. And it doesn't mean you don't even have to sell products. You have to be able to sell yourself. Yeah, sell yourself. And sell that's the another idea. thing. Yeah. Another t- thing, uh, what I'm, I'm, I'm working on for next year, Um, a lot of people wanted to do things in email. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, you need to see me. Like, you right. need to see me. Mm-hmm. You need to see my face. You need to see how I move. Mm-hmm. I'm charismatic. Right. Me on email, I don't work. I'm yeah. very, I'm a bitch in email. Right. <laughs> I'm, I am. Yeah. I'm not the happy go. That's why when I, Acasio's people, they were like, probably really shocked at how lovey and like, yeah, like funny I what? was in person. Yeah. And I'm cold in yeah. emails. Emails are very like succinct and yep. da, 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 to the point. Yeah. But I, I sell myself. Mm-hmm. I'm the seller. Yes, hundred percent. I need. To, I in order to sell the the dream, the company. Yeah. You need to fall in love with me. Yes, exactly. I need to take you on that journey. So yeah. like, I know what my goal is that I'm trying to do next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew I said the only way I'm going to sell this, mm-hmm. it's not by selling the logo or the the business or something. Right. The numbers. No, 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 no. no. Who cares yeah. about the numbers? They're all like. Wow, the numbers, the conversion, the profits. Right. Da, 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 da. Yeah. That's not going to sell it. Mm-hmm. What's going to sell it and c- sustain it is Solomon. Yes. I sell I sell the whole vision, the whole exactly. fantasy. Yeah. It you doesn't have exist to without get me. the whole oh, You know what I'm saying? You yep. need to know what what, I'm, what my fragrance smell like. Mm-hmm. Bitch. You know what right. I'm saying? Like exactly. But that's that's yes. where the real hustlers come out. Yes. That's a hustler thing. Like you you got to have that. Yep. That's why a lot of people are like, "Oh, no, I'm not doing none of this weird shit of like <laughs> I'll sell it over the internet and selling over text messages." Right. No, you not no. I, if I can get you in front of me, I can make you buy 10 times more. Exactly. Based off of how I am. You're going to smell. You yep, know what I'm saying? You don't like, want I it. Grew up, like, I shouldn't say this, but <laughs> it would be like, I'll put it like this way. If you're trying to put somebody on game, <laughs> so bad that I'm saying this, but if you're trying to put somebody on game, like, you, you, you pull out, like, okay, this sounds so bad, <laughs> but like, the way pimps get hoes is they put on the jewelry. They mm-hmm. they they put the fragrance it's on. A peacock they, with his feathers. Yeah, they give you the whole yes, fantasy. Exactly. And they lure you in. Yeah. Don't t- you want to be a part of this? Yes. Yes. That's part of. Mm-hmm. That's another selling strategy. Yeah. That, you know, I'm not saying everybody need to be in the streets, but I'm just saying like there's aspects that you yeah. learn, yes. and I feel like this is the one area in business that could be super lucrative, but also. It's you can't learn it in school. You mm-hmm. can't learn it from. I can't give you a course. They're like, what course did you take, bitch? I could give you the course that I course took to life. figure out how to start a store, right? But the technical I shit. I can't tell you how to run this shit and how yeah. to flip it. Yeah, I can't. You got to learn that. That's a, it's a finesse. It's a yeah. it's a way of you know. Hundred percent. I had a I had a friend ask me the other day. She inboxed me on Facebook. She was like, "Who's you know? Congrats on the business and da, da, da. Who's doing your Facebook ads?" I said, "Baby, we don't do Facebook ads." Mm-mm. The Facebook ad ain't gonna gonna create conversion. 
Yeah. It's seeing us. It's seeing our dynamic. It's that's why we we have we we work as a package. We have a podcast where you get to know us. You get mm-hmm. to be behind the scenes. You get to become friends and feel like you are part of this this friendship and yeah. this company and this evolution and this baby and all of these things. It is an entire ecosystem yeah. that we have created, an entire world that we've created. And a Facebook ad can't do that. You know, uh, Instagram ad can't do that. When I tell you every investor I talked with this year, this last two quarters, their mouths drop when they're when I tell them because the, the, everybody once once I put myself on the market, once I put my businesses on the market. Yeah. The numbers alone shocked people like I even my business advisor. He was like, before we put this on the market. Mm hmm. People are going to be, you're going to get inundated with yeah. a lot of requests. Yeah. I'm like, girl, you're over. I didn't, I underestimated it. Yeah. No, people were really fucking gagged. Yeah. They said. They wanted an audit. Let me get it. Let me talk to Solomon. I need to know what are you doing? Because mm-hmm. how are you doing your marketing? How are you doing this? I said, I don't do marketing. Right. I don't, yeah. I don't run ads. Yeah. I don't have a, they're like, well, do you do email blasts? I said, bitch, if I fucking remember. Right. But I don't even do I barely it. post on the Instagram. <laughs> Honestly, like, I'm now I just added like these um, silicone face scrubbers to just my site. Mm-hmm. They're not even on the site to buy. Yeah. They're not even on my social media <laughs> or, as like a post on the Saw Ray Be- mm-hmm. website. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. guess what? We selling. Yep. So, which is not, I don't suggest that for people. Like, try to do things as great as possible. <laughs> but the thing is, um, that's why they they were like everything it works together mm-hmm. the cooking the comedy the mm-hmm. podcast the music like it's all encompassing yes. yep. and you're selling yourself yes. and so i think you have to figure out how your your company or your business is going to get off the ground yeah. and you need to figure out ways i think that are not tied to that industry that it's going to stay afloat mhm you know what I'm saying? Like, it can't just be like, um, I am a makeup guru and mm-hmm. here's my um, makeup line. Do you know how many ma- gorgeous makeup artists okay. I know who ca- came out with their, their makeup line and failed? Yeah, didn't do shit. They do the most beautiful makeup. People who do Beyonce's makeup. Mm-hmm. People, you know, and they can't sell shit. Yeah. I know people who are on TV and it's like these things can't get, but it's like you have to find aspects of yourself and lean into them that can get those products off the ground or get mm-hmm. that company off the ground that's not part of that industry. Yep. And it's a combination of that planets need to align and also it's a combination of just you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm just like, I just feel like don't do it. <laughs> Girl, don't do it. <laughs> Girl, don't do it. I'm not. I was just thinking about it. Girl, I did it. <laughs> Girl, I did it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. But yeah, but there, I mean, there are there are positives to entrepreneurship. You know, there's the downs, but there's the ups. And, you know, I became an entrepreneur because, yes, I needed a lane. You know, just like Solomon. But then it also became even more important to me. I mean, my father's an entrepreneur. He dropped out of college when he was 19. And 
um, started an exotic car dealership. He's always been in, in the car industry, started an exotic car dealership, had a um, limousine service. Uh, then he was one of the founders of Throwing Motorsports in uh, Britney's music yes, video. Yeah, yeah, overprotected. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, yeah, he's he's just always what the the label. Oh, because it kind of sounded like a bicycle horn a little bit. <laughs> like, do I have it? Uh, the the headphone on? I couldn't really hear it. That's funny. Um. But yeah, so he's just, I've always watched my father be an entrepreneur. You know, he's never had the nine to five. He's never gone into an office. He's, you know, it's been very abstract. Um, And so I, as a kid, was an entrepreneur. Back when we was doing the bandanas with the rhinestones, I was making those and selling a shit ton of them too. Work. Tons of them. (laughs) I was selling those. I used to make leather belts. I used to make gourmet dog food. I did I did everything. And when I had these companies, like, I just knew what to do, you know? And I was a kid doing it. I knew how to market myself. Um, obviously, there was no social media and free advertising yeah. and all that kind of stuff, which is, it's it's crazy. I feel like what we could have done as youths with that kind of, you know, those tools. Um, but even without those, like, I just was always that person. And so, um, I, I had a long entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial journey and then having kids really made it necessary mm-hmm. because I needed to be able to be around for my yeah. kids, you know, and I, cause my, I got to see my dad be an entrepreneur, but I also got to see my mom be a stay at home mom. So I wasn't a latchkey kid. You know, my mom picked me up from school every day. My mom, you know, cooked dinner and had, you know, food on the table in the evenings. Um, Hell, there was years in like middle school when like literally every day in the morning, my mom would drop me off at school and she'd say, what do you want for lunch? I'd tell her, oh, I want Taco Bell today or I want Carl's Jr. today. And at lunchtime, she would come with my food. And that would be my lunch. Every period. Si- period. Every single day. Because that's all she had time to do. Like, <laughs> she wasn't doing shit else. Yeah. She was at home. And so I knew growing up with my parents, that's what I wanted for my kids. You know, even now, like the other day, I, I got a call from the nurse that Lola had hurt herself. And I asked, oh, you know, I'm, I'm over here picking up her eyeglasses from the optometrist. Do you want me to ask her if she wants me to come, you know, pick her up? Because... I will. I didn't have to be at the office. I wasn't, you know, answering to my boss. I wasn't, you know, having to complete this by this deadline that my, you know, employer gave me. And so having the flexibility to be there for my kids and, you know, just give them the, the life that I was able to live when I was younger is incredibly important to me. And at first I thought like, oh, you know, I just need them to get old enough to where they're in school. You know, I don't want to put them in daycare when they're nonverbal and they can't tell me if there's anything wrong. So, you know, once they're in preschool, then, you know, send them off and I can clock in and clock out. But then you really think about it and it's like, no, there's still so much that that calls for flexibility. And of course, people do it every day where they don't have that. But if you can create a lane that, where you can have that and you can still take care of your kids, it it's it's, you know, all the better. And them being able to see their mom create things and yeah. be the boss is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. You know, they love it. 
they think it's so dope that like <laughs> mom and uncle solomon create beauty products yeah and you know they get to watch me even in my other careers you know do do what i do day in and day out and they just it's a source of pride for them and that is that's really dope that's like dope i to say. i told you this over the summer and i was like i like i don't need to create another business at all like yeah I'm someone who I'm like, this is enough. Fine. <laughs> this is Jesus, getting me behind you. But the thing that's also pushing me, I mean, clearly having my own child is pushing me, but what's also pushing me is I just think it's going to be so beautiful. Like, for instance, you know, if they have like, I don't know, like Black History Month and they're like, let's yeah. talk about women and you know during this month yeah they could talk about you they could yeah. talk about their mom their own mom yeah you know what i'm like it's like how fucking dope is that right like, um let's talk about or, or even like a women's month or whatever and they can be like oh this is um i don't know the ceo of so-and-so so-and-so and they're like oh we love that she right. owns so-and-so this bakery or whatever mm -hmm. and it's like then they were like, oh, well, this is my mom. Right. And, you <laughs> my know, mom owns this. <laughs> like that, I think that's, that's also it. what pushed me even harder. I said, yeah, I have to do that. Yeah. Plus also, like I've said this before, especially on my podcast, like this is such a more of a healing thing for me to yeah. where like I never got to see my biological mother do anything great with her life. Yeah. So it's like if I can be of any assistance to kind of push things forward or facilitate. Yep. Oh, betcha by golly, wow, I'm about to do it. Yep. You know? So totally. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. And and we're giving our right. kids something to to inherit one day, possibly. Hopefully, child. Yeah. Yeah. If that's what they want. Yeah. Knowing that they have options. You can go to school. You can do this. You can be you can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. But you have the option because mom and dad and mom and uncle have built Bust this. Yeah. We have created this. And if you want to take this and, you know, you want us to hand you the baton and you keep running with it, you have that. And not because everybody can say that. I want it to be 100% clear. I'm okay with nepotism. Mm -hmm. I actually want that. Me too. Um, I work I hard want, to create that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I yeah. want that. Mm -hmm. And with the way things are going, like, I don't know what type of jobs my children will be Come able on. to have, including like AI and just whatever. Right. I don't know what they'll have. Yeah. So if that means dad has to work his ass off so we have a lot of money in the bank so that we can kind of float through life, yep. then I'm okay with my child being a bum. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. I I don't okay. I don't subscribe to the idea of like kids need to struggle and I struggled so I want my kid to fuck. No. No, I don't want my kids to feel this. No. I don't I don't ever I don't ever want them to walk the 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 paths I've walked in life. Yeah. I don't want them to deal with the struggles I've mm -hmm. dealt with. I don't want them to know what it feels like I don't want them to even like there's nothing I don't want to say like I'm not proud of my life, but there's yeah. so much that I'm like I never want. Yeah. I don't even want anyone yeah. let alone my children to even know what that even feels yes, like 100 percent. and if i can just bust my ass then that's what that's, we about to do right yeah i don't i and i don't agree that you know kid oh it builds character and you know kids that have everything are spoiled and brats and entitled and da, da, da. like that was never me i grew up very privileged and you know 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Like we, you know, the childhood was fantastic, but we weren't little assholes because yeah. we were still raised right. And you yeah. can, I firmly believe. I was a little bit of an asshole. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I, I, I was. I, I, I would, I would, in school, in, in, in family and church, I yeah. was a sweetheart. Yes. But in school, I think because I got picked on, I was a fucking asshole. Oh, no, that's fine. But I was a hassle to everybody. Right. Teachers, staff, yes, yes, yes. kids, everybody. Hell I kept my wheels. foot on their motherfucking yes. neck. I was, so I, was, I, was right. I was a little asshole. I was a little, I was a little they shit. Can, they can have it. They can have it. I was a little shit. <laughs> but like, you know, you can, it's easy to, it's, it's possible to raise kids that don't feel entitled. It's possible to raise kids that are still good people, you know, and 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 are kind and well mannered and well behaved and intelligent and hard workers and you know that sort of thing and not have them have to struggle to understand what that is and what that's like it's kind of like religion to me like you you don't need religion to be a good person mm -hmm. you shouldn't no. and you shouldn't need struggle to yeah. have character like yeah. that's not the only way you can build character mm -hmm. in a person if you're a good parent you can do that regardless of your financial status but yeah i just you know i was again talking to marcus on the way here and i was like you know i i, I want to create a world for my children where they don't have to do shit if they don't want to and they'll be fine for the rest of their lives and they can pick and choose what they do if they want to travel the world and have sabbaticals. They can if they want to buy property, if they want to go to college, they can and they won't have no debt. If they want to create a business, I can fund it and, you know, have capital that that is a, is a grant and not a loan. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like I just want to be able to place the world at their feet because they deserve that, especially as, as females and doubly as black women. Yeah. You know, the world has been hard enough for us as is. I'm about to make it. I want to put the world on easy mode as much yeah. as possible for my children. For real. So. Like I was, um, I think somebody said something like a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. just like some weird shit. And I probably mm -hmm. shouldn't have said anything and popped off. <laughs> but they're basically just saying like, you know, some to the tune of like, you know, this kid's going to need a man. And it's like, I don't remember anymore. I remember. Yep. And I just was mm -hmm. like, do you not understand? I just got off the phone with like setting things up to where every red cent that you and I make for baby mama mm -hmm. doesn't even come to my account. Yeah. It goes for a separate account for my child. Yep. And it sits there yep. in a trust and just collects interest yep. and just grows and grows and just grows. I don't even again. touch it. Yep. What are you doing, bitch? Right. Exactly. The fuck is you doing? Right. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. see, I'm not she, trying to I do need, that. I need, you, they're going to need a man around to teach them how to play football and this and that and build shit and fix shit. Like, no, bitch, we're going to be rich enough to call the handyman to fix shit. Yeah. They're, those kids are going to be able to call people. And, and again, I don't know why y'all think Solomon is going to live on a deserted island with this child. There are straight men, even if they're not straight, there are just, there are capable men. Solomon's a capable man. Anything he's not capable of, there's men in his life. Every woman isn't perfectly 100% equipped to be a mother. It is just so kids. nuts. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm like, at it's what just not point logical. do people forget that I'm a whole entire man? Like, right. Like, you think I don't know how to fix... I, I literally know how to fix all my cars. Right. I fixed all my cars before. I know exactly. how to do all that. The was like, oh, but sometimes, you know, you need to know how to... Um, change the garbage disposal. I've done that. Right. 
Right. I've done. Ev- I, I literally need to go. Once everybody leaves today, I'm going to go turn off the water mm-hmm. downstairs and I'm going to change out some of the filters in my house, mm-hmm. change out the filter in my my shower, change yep. out the filter in this refrigerator. Yeah. I got to turn the water off. Yeah. I'm going to like. Yeah. I, I'm not like <laughs> lost right. at sea. Like, okay? do y'all really think this man is like, <laughs> I'm going to teach my kid how to do pirouettes and that's all I can do because like, I'm gay. Like, what? Like. Like the fact that you're more of a man than most of these straight men out here. Like, I think a lot of people are so stupid that they confuse being a man and masculinity with toxic masculinity. (laughs) Because a lot of these straight babies, daddies out here ain't worth a damn. First of all, a lot of these men ain't worth a damn and don't have sure. good values, don't have um, good character, aren't the type of people that really should be raising future generations. Second of all, a lot of these daddies ain't even around. Mm. So there's a lot of children, male, female, that need men in their lives. And they don't have men in their lives, not because dad's gay, but because dad's invisible. Yeah. So... To to make that a a problem and a and an issue and a talking point because Solomon's gay, it's not even logical. It doesn't even logically make sense because you can say the same exact thing for the environment that little boys grow up in and little girls grow up in without active present fathers. Like I was, um, I ended up taking that little <laughs> chandelier down. Mm-hmm. And I had to buy a higher ladder. Mm-hmm. And now I've realized I have to buy an even higher ladder because <laughs> my attic is so high. Because mm. there was some stuff I was going to do up there. But I was like, I took that down. I was rewiring it because the person put it on the wrong track. So it was like, the dimmer wasn't, whatever. Long mm-hmm. story short. And I was thinking, I was like, oh my God, my dad taught me how to do this. Yeah. And I was like, it would be so cute if I had a son or a daughter and I can teach them you like how to, how do, to do this. Like yeah. And I was like, yeah, you could probably just hire someone and stuff. And I was like, It'd be nice to like kind of teach them. Yeah. And but it's like, for the I'm record, gonna teach them how to rewire and do electrical yeah. in their home. And to fix stuff that probably another straight man did wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, a straight man did do wrong, yeah. Tia. I hired him and he did it wrong. Well, there and you I go. Told See? Him, I said, That's on the wrong track. And he looked at me like a fucking, you know, homosexual who doesn't know shit. Yeah. I said, no, bro, you're, it's on the wrong track. I'm right. touching this. It it's shouldn't be like that. It. Yeah. You're, it's on the wrong track. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. Let me pay you. Let me be done. And I called my dad up and I was like i feel like this motherfucker put everything on the wrong track he said he probably did pull it down i said i'll do it tomorrow put sure enough on the wrong track <laughs> fixed it easy <laughs> see so my yeah. child's gonna definitely learn how to do electrical in their yes. home but they're also gonna learn the the, the lyrics to the greats <laughs> like celine dion <laughs> yeah okay we're gonna go over we're gonna print out the lyrics and be like all right so sing this right okay <laughs> hit that note right here all right, right. perfect right. stay in they're key. gonna know all the, all, all the famous musicals yes. they're gonna have a good mixture so leave me alone like bitch i can hit an eight count and fix a sink <laughs> no because honestly if my child ain't got no rhythm i'm gonna be so embarrassed i know lily can't dance she can sing her ass off she, she can't can sing she i always tell them i said lily can lily does the singing lola does the dancing <laughs> see lily is mariah mm-hmm. lola is Brittany. yes yes <laughs> that is exactly it yeah because Mariah, she she could do a little something, yeah, but it, she don't ask her for do beyond Mm-mm. eight counts. No, and don't ask her to move beyond like legs and arms. Oh yeah, we can't it's coordinate. It's one or the other. Right. 
But, but you don't ask her low. to do a vocal change because it's never going to happen. Mm-mm. Nope. We're going to stay in the same key and hit C all minor these. the whole time. <laughs> going to hit all these steps. B up. flat, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> no shade of Brittany. I love her. That but. is so funny. I love it. But yeah, hopefully we gave you guys a little bit of insight on um, running your own business. Yeah. I mean, I know we probably told you not to do it, but <laughs> ultimately you have to do what you love to do. And... Um, I will say, like, even when you do something you love to do, it doesn't feel like work. So even if you're not yeah. making a lot of money or, like, have these, you know... You still find your joy in it. You can still find joy in it. Yeah. And honestly, with the way life is, bitch, just find some joy. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Because it... Excuse me. It's it's really, like, you know, our our business, we do a lot of overseas business. And so we are up late at night when their business day starts. And if I hated what we were doing and my heart wasn't in it and I was just doing it because I had some delusional notion that if I'm a boss and I work for myself, then life's going to be easier. I would (laughs) want to stab myself because it is draining. It is exhausting. It is tiring, but there's nothing I love more than sitting up at one o'clock in the morning texting with you and our overseas contact and you know you and me bouncing ideas off of each other you and me having sidebars you and me searching for different colors and 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 packaging and formulations and just all of the you know the work that we do together like it's hard work and it's time consuming and it's mentally taxing sometimes but it's I love it because it's with you and it's in an industry that's fun and allows us to be creative and and do something that we genuinely enjoy doing so yeah i think that's really important i said this on my podcast this past week but i knew i would be here i knew this is what you know so a part of me it doesn't yeah I, i get tired but it's this is also what I asked for and I'm yeah. happy to have it. So yeah. there's some good, there is joy. And yeah. honestly, one of the joys is being able to like do what you want when you want. Mm-hmm. One of the joys is to being able to give people things. I know that's like yeah. materialistic, but it's fun it is to a, make people smile. Yeah. And, you know, like last minute I hit you up. I said, hey, can the girls go to a concert on Sunday? Yeah. And I was like, all right, done. Let's do it. Yeah. So it's like there's there's aspects that I really enjoy. But (laughs) so I hope we didn't like discourage you guys. Yeah. Don't let us stop. I know we did. Right. I know. (laughs) I know. Y'all were like, damn. Never mind. Right. Fuck this shit. Right. Don't let us discourage you. Just allow us to help you be realistic. And prepared. Yes. Very prepared and just have honest introspection have an honest conversation with yourself really look at yourself and you know take away what you want to think about yourself and what you'd like to think about yourself and the traits you would like to possess and really think about the ones you truly do possess and if those are traits that are conducive to being a successful entrepreneur then go for it and know what you're getting yourself into if they aren't then don't do it and don't be ashamed of the fact that you're not because there's nothing wrong with another not. thing, um, stop asking people for permission to do things. Yes. Stop asking people for like, how do you? How did you do it? Yes. Their path, you know, like I would never like. What was that thing where they're like, oh, I would rather have a conversation with Jay Z. Yes, yes, I yes. Want to have a conversation because what worked for him is that's uh, two different yeah. times and places. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Irrelevant so it's like, to me. 
that's also asking for permission. Mm -hmm. Being like, do I have permission to follow my dreams? Right, exactly. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Do it. Do what you want to do. Yes. You know, so even though we probably obliterated your dreams (laughs) on this podcast, fuck us. Do what you want to do. If you turn, if you're still listening, you you failed because a real entrepreneur would have cut this shit off 15 minutes ago and been like, fuck them and done it anyway. I'm doing it anyways. Right. They're idiots. They will all you will always think you are the exception to the exception. Yeah, totally. So with that being said, um good luck. And yes. we're gonna take one more break and we will be back. And we are back to close the show with our high note and our low note of the week. Yes. Wait, before we get into it, did we ever tell them why it's called high note, low note? No. Okay. <laughs> so like a musical note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're both, we're both musicians. So it just, it made sense. We were kind of, we knew we wanted to do this segment and there's a lot of podcasts that do this type of segment yeah. and they call it so many different things the, you know, um, the rose and the thorn, their peak in their pit, mm-hmm. they're sweet and they're sour, you know, all sorts of stuff. Um, and so we thought high note and low note was relevant for us yeah. as the musical geniuses that we are. Period. <laughs> <laughs> you bitches can't over. Never. <laughs> so what is your, you have a high note and low note? Uh, hmm. I would say, we'll start with the low note. Um... It's really hard to have a low note. I don't want to, I don't like like heavy low notes. I think the obvious low note is, of course, what's going on in Palestine right now and Gaza and and, and just that absolutely horrible situation. Um, so I feel like that's kind of obvious. Um, but I would say my low note would be not being able to like, really like unplug you know and just kind of not really giving myself permission to just rest god yeah you know and like and i know i'm it's not something i don't know when i'm ever going to be that person you know i don't know if i ever will be but yeah i don't see it in me like it's just not yeah it's just not in me um and, you know, sometimes it sucks to think of that because it's like, I feel yeah. like I will never get off this hamster wheel. And it's not hamster wheel. Yeah. And it's not that I'm trapped here. It's not that someone or something is making me do this. Right. It is literally within myself, yes. <laughs> which is even worse, because if it was external, I could have a fighting chance. Like I would know this is the enemy and this is what I need to overcome. But bitch, I'm the, the call's coming from inside the house. Yeah, it's me. I'm the enemy. <laughs> yeah, that's so like a good perspective. Yeah. It's like a hamster wheel and like, yeah, it's self-induced. It is. It totally is. Like, and I just, you know, I don't, I'm one of these people that like, I don't know if enough will ever be enough Mm -hmm. in all the ways. Yeah. I'm not even talking like money. I'm just in everything. Cause it's, yeah, it's always like I've, I've, this is my goal. And then once I've created, created that goal and met that goal, then I, you know, push the the goalpost out a little bit further and then get to that one and push it out a little further and get to that one. And I think that's just going to be the rest of my life. And that's, I think it's great. It's better than the alternative. It's better than, yeah. you know, I'll take this over that. Yeah. 
But at the same time, it can be kind of a depressing uh, realization because, <laughs> you know, it it's, I don't think it's healthy for us. And, you know, I hope it doesn't negatively affect my children one day. Yeah, like I started, I'm not trying to interrupt. No, you're fine. I literally, it's so funny you're, that's coming out of your mouth right now. Yeah. Literally what I've been thinking about this whole week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I... I, it just clicked this week where I'm like, I kind of foresaw or like was thinking like, this has worked for me for so long. Mm-hmm. What if I get to a point where it doesn't work doesn't. for me and it's not sustainable? Yeah. And then my kids hate me. What do I do? Literally what I thought about this yeah. this week. Yeah. And it's so true. strange you saying that. Yeah. Because it's like, on one hand, the girls like, you know, they are so proud and they see, you know, product samples and get excited about it and they love little face masks. Yes, exactly. She'd be know the pink ones day cream, the blue ones night cream and she'd be <laughs> using them like she they love it, you know? They they are so proud and they love it and they think it's the coolest thing. But you know, it's like do do I do I bust my ass and do all of this and at the at the end of the road when all is said and, and done are my kids like, yeah, that's awesome. My mom was so dope. My mom was a boss. She created this, you know, empire and I'm so proud of her and I'm thankful that my life is what it is because of her. Or do they say, you know, all that's great, but, you know, she wasn't as present as she should have been and she wasn't, you know, around and she wasn't, you know, available and she was tired and she was this and she was that. And you know, I do, I do a pretty good job of making myself available to my kids, mm-hmm. but I know mentally I don't. I'm physically there a lot. I'm at every yeah. event. I'm volunteering multiple times throughout the month. But mentally, you know, it's hard to fit the rest in. I think they'll 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 memory. I know that. Yeah. You know, I think I know they'll be fine because yeah. you think about like even with your parents and stuff. Yeah. They were still 30 something year olds, you know what I'm saying? Still stressed, yeah. still going through a whole bunch of shit. But yeah. you didn't care. Like, I didn't care. Like, I was just excited. My mom was doing our field trips today. Right. Yeah. You know, doesn't yeah. mean that my mom wasn't going through a divorce and try a lengthy yep. adoption with me and right. two surgeries back to back and yep. losing weight because from stress. Yeah. That didn't bother me. Right. It was a fact that, like, my mom's over here, you know, right. doing She's a field, field trip. trip. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yes, my mom was in those, like, she was very tired. She was like that. But I just, I just, I think I'm just in awe of, like, how she was able to push through. And I think I do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lord, not us passing down. I know. Oh, wait, baby, this is not good. (laughs) He said, generational trauma, is that you? shit. (laughs) But, you know, I think ultimately, I think... The alternative is like, do you want your parents to be a deadbeat right. and do shit? Exactly. And um, like, I, I, my, my mom's first husband, um, I, I don't want to say he was a deadbeat because I don't want to disrespect him like that. But yeah. he was fun. He was my favorite. My mom was never. It was like he was my favorite. Yeah. Mom was the enforcer. Right. And he was just funny and just so charismatic and mm-hmm. everybody loved him. He was handsome and just mm-hmm. all sorts of things that I'm like was drawn to. Yeah. And tall and just strong and stuff. Could never hold a job. Yeah. Could never pay for shit. Yeah. Would always lose shit in and out of jail. Like mm-hmm. stupid shit. Right. And it's like 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. that could be the alternative. And right. it's like, no, I'm going to take my mom because my mom held it down. And she, mm -hmm. she was solid. Yeah, okay, she was the foundation. No shit. Right. So, exactly. I don't, I don't see that for the girls. Yeah. Fingers crossed. They they better appreciate me. Sure. <laughs> All okay. this damn work. <laughs> uh, um, so I would say my high note would probably be, honestly, probably my friend Marcus. Yeah, he would be my high note this week. He's always been really, really great, mm -hmm. you know, and he doesn't have any kids of his own. He's a little bit older than me. Um, but he is always very in tune with me as a mom. And I really appreciate that. And um, he's really good at taking, he's good at knowing when I'm, when I need a break, mm -hmm. you know, and when I need to kind of step away from and what? from the from kids or all the kids from the kids. Yeah. And just from like being a mom, you know, mm -hmm. and he'll, you know, what are, what are you up to? Let me come pick you up. Let's, let's go have dinner, or, you know, meet me for drinks and you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, he's always not always available, but you know, he's not, he works and then he goes home and that's his routine. And I know if I call him at eight, nine o'clock at night, he's around and mm -hmm. available and makes himself available. We hang out and, you know, it's nice to have that and to have someone sort of take care of you in a way when you're the one that's always taking care of everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I would love that. I know, right? <laughs> Oh, I would love that. Oh, that sounds lovely. That actually that sounds divine. <laughs> it really is. He's the best. He is the best. Oh. There's literally times when I'll call him and I'll be like, I just want to watch Netflix and I want some, and then I'll fill in the blank of whatever food I want and I'll go over to his house and Netflix will be queued up and the food will be sitting there waiting for me. And it's just lovely. Like, it's nice to be taken care of and, he, you know. Maybe I want me a man. <laughs> You want a man like Marcus. It's not actually your man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the best part. <laughs> side note. My, side note, my sister was uh, all on the phone with her. And she said, Solomon, pray for me. I was like, okay, yeah, I will. Yeah. She said, pray that I get me a nigga. And I was like, <laughs> okay. She yeah. said, I think it's time. I need me a nigga. And I, I was like, so. uh, okay. No, I, I was like, I'll pray, I'll pray. Right. <laughs> not even two minutes later I was like just kind of spiraling I was like oh but you gotta be thinking about like not everyone is gonna be six feet like you, mm -hmm. you know not everyone's gonna be make a hundred thousand dollars not everyone's gonna right. have a master's degree and right. even when you do find that you gotta be able to be cool with them right. then, even then you gotta be make sure that they ain't gay and my <laughs> sister after all that she was like actually it's okay I don't, I don't want this I don't want one no thanks it's like it's like uh, the eggs you start out with 23 oh, but then you gotta make sure you whittle on down <laughs> yeah one little one little solitary egg you gonna have one at the end of the once you narrow it all oh, down. <laughs> and then, yeah, once you get those, then you got a PGD test to make sure they expect. <laughs> well, we're done. Maybe not. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, no, it's, I, I really, really, really appreciate him. And, you know, he's just cool. He's fun to talk to. He's, you know, just a good guy and keeps me like in check when it comes to the kids and gives me good perspective. Cause you know, I don't have that. I don't have a man around to, you know, kind of help anchor me and we'd be on the phone. So he'd be hearing me like lose my shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he'll be like, Tia, 
Mm-hmm. Relax. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's five. <laughs> <laughs> so he gives it, you know, he he gives me the gift of perspective and he's he's, you know, really respects me as a mom and you know, all of that good stuff. So I think he is my high note for the week because he is definitely just makes my weeks better, even my good ones or my bad ones. So shout out to Marcus. Yeah. Hi Marcus. We had to get him on the podcast. Yeah. He was like, I wanna I wanna come on. <laughs> I'm like, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so love that. Yeah. So what about you? What are your highs and lows? Low. Um low, 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 low. Low would be um never thinking something's good enough really mm-hmm. i'm really i'm 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 that girl mm-hmm. i'm very much like the, even the doctors all on the emails were like it's amazing this is amazing this mm-hmm. is really great news and i'm like coming back like <laughs> so how do we make this better right, right how do we how do we improve it what do we do like mm-hmm. i was reading this this is what you know i'm such a like i can't take things for face value and be like this is what's presented to me and whatever's yes. presented to me i don't accept it mm-hmm. that's another thing about being an entrepreneur bitch mm-hmm. like when somebody presents you with something you don't accept it yes. you gotta you gotta figure out a way to make it work for you yes and i think I'm so used to that. So now being able to be like, bitch, this is biology, bitch. We can't, what are you talking about? Collaborative. Like, right, bitch, right. You, you know, this like, is bitch, not in your hands anymore. What are you doing? Like, right. you know? Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I don't really have a low, mo- low note, but that that would probably be one low, no- low note. Yeah. Um, My high note are my four little embryos. Yeah. They're really my high note. I know. That was one of my high notes too, but I didn't want to take it from me because I knew that was gonna oh, be yours. Oh. <laughs> no, they're my they're my high note. Yeah. And it's so strange to think of because like, and this is probably really goofy to even admit, but like I just think I just well, they are mine, but yeah. like I just I'm like, those are mine. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're not gonna all be I ain't having four kids, but <laughs> You know, I'm like, those are my babe. Like, those are... Yeah. And it's like, and I don't know how to put it, but like, just a a sense of like, protection is already starting to like, get into me. And like, yeah. now I'm like, watch out for those four. Yeah. Okay, we might have another one coming in the morning, maybe two more in the morning. I don't know. Yes. But right now you watch after those four. Like, yes. Those you know, they frozen in Cairo preserved freezer right now. But, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, be careful with them. Like, right. you know, yeah. and... I got to thinking, like, I shared this with you um, this morning. I was like, if we get one more tomorrow, that's going to be the lagger. That's going to be the one who took the longest yeah. fucking developed, the yeah. longest to arrive at the took party. Took the scenic route. He really did. <laughs> <Yes>. And <laughs> I just, like, I I know this sounds so goofy, but I'm like, I just got, like, this sense of, like, even not saying I don't have care for the four, but like if yeah. there's one that's a lagger, yeah, I feel like that's going to be like the special one. Like I just, yeah. I don't know. It's so weird. Like there's, it's literally not even a damn child, but like the idea of like, even like when babies, you know, or, you know, they're past their due date or they come earlier. Right. It's this idea of like, okay, well, they're ready to be out in the world now. Right. Or they don't feel like coming. Right. You know, and yeah. so, like, just finding comfort in that. And, yeah. like, I think I can lean into the idea of, like, 
okay, these are taking a long time or this should have been developed by then and you should have developed, like this embryo should have developed by day five. Why are you here till day seven? But it's like, I'm, it's, it's not that. Yeah. And I thought I would be like that. I thought I'd be like, come oh. on. Yeah. But now I'm like, even with the first two on Friday and then two today, I'm like, oh, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm so happy with that. Yeah. And like, just, I'm like, y'all, don't fuck with them. Right. right? Be nice to my baby. I'm going to tear all this shit up. Right. I'll, I'll knock all this shit over. I'll knock all this shit over. Everybody's eggs coming with me. <laughs> and it's just interesting to see that, like, I knew, I knew, I, I know I'm going to be changed or whatever, but, mm -hmm. like, even just now, just, like, thinking, like, just this instant sense of protection or, like, yeah. care. Yeah. For literally embryos that won't even become humans. Yeah. Because I do not want four kids. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But just the idea that, like, that right. is my, that's something I created. Like, yeah. we, clearly we created together, but, like, this is the first time I've created, like, it's special. two DNA things. Like, it's yeah. so nuts to me. And yeah. it's like, that's, those sure are my is. four little babies. Sure. And don't fuck with them. Right. Yeah. I will really tear all this shit up. Right. <laughs> tear all this shit up. But know. yeah, that's my high note. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That was that I wanted I knew that was gonna be your high note. So I I wanted to make sure you could have that high note. But yeah, that's that's it's huge. It's yeah. so huge. It's so impactful and it really does just the love the love started before they were even made, you know? And so now they are tangible. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully by the grace of the universe, tangible or um, viable rather, um, and will potentially turn into future children. But it's yeah. like the legacy is already right, like right there. Your biological family is right yeah. there. That's like crazy. right, it's like almost like yeah, like it can touch it almost. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and like it's weird because like it's like I'm reading the emails and I'm like it's so like I do commend them because they are really nice. They're like yes. we have good news. We're happy to like yeah, you know. So I'm not really the the warmest in my yeah. emails, but like mm -hmm. in me, it's like that's all I can think about. Those four little guys. Yeah. Like, it's just so, and then today in the shower, I was like, no, these, these embryos were created with love. And yeah. if this child is where, whenever they're born, they were created with love, if not a lot, a lot, so much more. Yeah. And that was like a really good, like high note for me today. Yeah. Um, To know that like, yeah, despite it being so cold and like laboratory-esque mm -hmm. and very you know there's still so much love and so much passion behind it and yeah. that is really my high note also i would say there's another a little quick one um just having actually really taken moments to be happy yeah like the um i started to think about egg retrieval what was it last sunday mm -hmm. yeah and just the way I felt that whole day, I just felt very light and very like happy, but like, I don't know how to put it. Like I was just yeah. in a, a a daze almost. And I 
didn't realize how I felt until I got out of it to the next, like day two. I was like, wow, yeah, I wish I can go back to that day. But I'm glad that I lived in that day and yes. I really soaked it in. I documented it. I wrote in my journal. I really, yeah. you know, working in entertainment, you get to these moments to where like you have like some really cool shit that you're doing. Right. And then you don't you don't realize until like years later, be like, oh, damn, I really fucking performed for this person or that person. I opened for this person or whatever. Yeah. And then you're like, it's gone because yeah, it you never right appreciated back. it. Yeah. And I'm so glad that. All these moments, I'm really fucking appreciating yeah. and I'm really enjoying. Yes. So that's a big high note. I love it. Despite all the shit, right. all the chaos and stress, <laughs> I'm still right. finding, I'm shutting out all that shit and yes. focusing on oh, the um the happiness of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I that's my that. high note and low note. I love it. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, we do not have any... um letters this week, but if you want to write into the show, please send it in at... um life in progress show at gmail.com yes any final things you want to say friend um no write us um yeah we love hearing from you guys so get in touch with us and thank you guys for all the well wishes so far and yeah how much you guys have really rallied behind us and been just as excited for us yeah as we've been so you know it's always loved and appreciated and and it it helps support us mm-hmm. when we're when we're stressed and we're tired and yeah. we're like at the end of our rope. It definitely because I just need it. Yeah, and that's a lot for me to say because I don't like to say that I need other people. Yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. like that. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. But this is the one journey where I think I think I'm learning a lot during yeah. the journey of like learning to depend on people yeah need the support people <laughs> people who need people um so yeah i i will be in japan um next episode so yes. we'll probably try to do like a remote um thing yeah but if not maybe we'll just you know skip a week or we'll figure something out but yeah. we'll try to make it work regardless yes. um hopefully you guys like the sound yes i was eating meat oh <laughs> like damn bitch is it that bad that is so funny it couldn't have possibly been worse than our second episode yeah the second episode that was oh yeah that was pretty bad yeah i was literally on my phone <laughs> <laughs> you were like you heard that you were like oh my god yeah it was horrible I, like I didn't because you were like it, it doesn't it doesn't sound the best. Like, <laughs> I heard it. I was like, "Did you have re-recorded this?" Like you, you were like, like <laughs> "Shit in the sun." <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> horrible. So yeah, nothing will ever be as bad as that episode. So if you ever don't like our sound quality, just go back and listen to episode two. Yeah, you will immediately appreciate the sound quality. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so that's it. But yeah, I guess we will see you guys next week. Yes, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.